Welcome to Tidolda. Oh, good again. Welcome to Tidolda. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're killing <laughs> What's me, bro. good with hey. you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. Total Degenerates podcast brought to you by Resilient Real Estate, um, Golden Road Drink of the Day. They're sponsoring our Drink of the Day. We're kind of have a mixed bag of all different kinds of shit. So, um, yeah, welcome, boys. Glad to see you back. K Morg is back from another uh, weekend of another football game. Yeah, another week. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, B was actually at a game this week as well. Yeah. So Chargers. Um, I possibly be at a game this week, and I'm on to Cincinnati again in two weeks. So. We're, we're on the move this podcast season. I've been to more games this year than I think I have my entire life. That's crazy. Like, I've been to so much football this I, year. I think that's because, like, the, the whole COVID, we didn't get anything last year. We couldn't go to any games. Mm-hmm. You're just seeing it across, like, colleges, NFL. It's like. definitely added to the atmosphere in the games this year. And, like, I mean... People are fired up. Right. Like, there's... I, I want to say this is trending toward the most... Uh, field stormings in a season for college oh, football fuck. like it we're That's it's amazing. very close to the record already we uh, still have huge games coming up still well, well also anarchy it's tons yeah. so when you're when you're low in school knocks off a top 15 team there it's is happening. tons of anarchy this year so before we get into it um like the podcast on apple spotify whatever you're listening to please appreciate it share um the post on instagram love that any shouts you can get we're trying to build this thing. We love you guys for uh, following along. We have a great fan base with lots of uh, feedback we've gotten so far. So keep it up. Keep spreading the word. We're going to keep doing it over here. So college football week 11 recap. Let's start with the game on Friday night was the Bearcats. Um, our beloved Cincinnati Bearcats jump out to a good lead and they, they look really good in the first half. Um, they're dominating. They're on the road to just absolutely blowing USF out. And then they give up 21 points in the second half. They don't cover the spread again. They look better than they had in the previous three weeks. I think it was two or three weeks. Um, but still, uh, they don't look what well, they don't give us what we're looking for with those big blowouts. Are we starting to get concerned with them? Concerned in concern. I'm concerned that the accumulation of non blowouts, you could say or non-convincing wins is an issue with the committee. I'm not concerned with this team, if that makes sense. That's exactly how I feel. Like, I'm not concerned with them because it's hard for them to get up week in, week out. It's hard to win cultural. We talk about it every week. But well, it's hard to do anything. It's hard. To, it's hard to be undefeated. There's a reason why there's only three undefeated teams in the country, period. Yeah. Georgia, UTSA and Cincinnati. Like, that's not by mistake. Like those are good football teams that work their ass offs and they're and they're well coached. So to me, it's it's not about you know this the the you know the margin of victory. It's about it's about the win. And regardless of the opponent, a lot of times it's hard to go undefeated. Um, but the problem is again, you know, Georgia blowing out Tennessee is different than Cincinnati, you know, beating USF by thirteen, 17. yeah, seventeen or whatever I, it is. I mean, we'll talk about the committee later because I did see some interesting stuff about Cincinnati from the committee today. Um, B, are you concerned with this football team at all? No. Yeah, I'm uh, not. I mean, there's. I think the third quarter, uh, USF started doing these slant routes 
and they're playing soft, kind of moving the ball down the field. But then they they adjusted like Fickle does. Defense stood strong, had a had a decent fourth quarter. I know they didn't cover. It hurt some of our uh, pockets. But come on, they they're putting forty five points up. This what they they gave up twenty eight. This might be the most I've seen them give up. Yeah, I mean, like it's not that big a deal. I'm still willing to say that this is an elite defense. I still think it they is. have a great defense. They it have is. two of the best corners in the country. Um, elite D end. Both of them are pretty. Are one's elite, one's good. They have an elite linebacker, Beavers. I really like veteran quarterback and a great running back. You know, what I mean, well, and he's out, and he's been out for the last. Two, yeah, three and he'll weeks. be back though. But the two guys they put behind him, and I was going to mention this, they looked really good in this game. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they had that sophomore kid who's like six four. Yeah, they Mon- said Montgomery. He's like. 230 and mm-hmm. he ran the ball well and they had another it, guy scat back who did well too yeah, yeah. number set like four or seven he, like he's quick they found some running game without their guy so well, i mean even and ritter was able to get it done on the ground as well as the air as i thought as the offense looked has. good the offense looked i thought really good and the receiver well uh he's a fucking dude but pierce or pierce yeah he's good pierce is a dude yeah he got a little banged up in this game too but moving on we're not concerned with cincinnati we're gonna talk about the committee later in the in the rankings but as far as this game goes we weren't Nothing to take away from it. Lost of money. This not week, concerned. we'll see more about this week. We're going to talk about that. That's a huge game this week they got. Yeah. So, um, moving on, Michigan. Michigan beats Penn State. It's a huge win for them on the road. I thought they were going to lose this. They could have gone either way. This was a very close game the whole time. Um, but hats off to Michigan. Uh, they pull it off. It's, they're winning games that they're favored in and they're supposed to win. This could have been a letdown, but. It's trending towards Michigan, Ohio State with one loss for, at the end of the year. What do you guys think about Michigan winning this game? I mean, it's an impressive win. You know, I mean, regardless of Penn State's uh, record at this point where it stands now, it's a good it's a good Penn State team. It really is. You know, they're a top 25 team regardless of the record. Um, you know, you put them against a lot of teams in the SEC. And I mean, they beat Auburn, you know, yeah. who a lot of people consider to be a top 15 team at times. So, um, hats off to Michigan. Hats off to Harbaugh. I think it was a well-coached game because a lot of that game, if you watch in the first half, Penn State dominated the first half as far as yards on the field and time of possession. Like it was Penn State pretty much that whole first half. I think the score in the first half was seven three Michigan, something like that. But like Penn State drove the ball. Like Penn State definitely did a job. But credit to Michigan's defense, Ben don't break, and Michigan's offense just staying the course. They didn't change who they are. They ran the ball well. Um, their number one Coburn, their running back was out, so Haskins took majority of the load, and he balled his ass off. And um, credit to McNamara at quarterback. You know he he's he's a game manager and he gets the job done. He's what they need at quarterback, and it's a good win for Michigan. Big win. Yeah, I like that they didn't swap quarterbacks, swap yep. the momentum, and they, they left your guy in. You, you said that uh, with the Michigan State game. If they just let McNamara ball play his game and stop ruining that momentum, that drive, um, just keep him in at quarterback. I hate the switching quarterback. I've never been a fan of it. And I, they didn't do it this game. They held strong. They came out in the fourth. Agreed. What do you think, CY? Quality win. I mean, not much to say about it more. Um it, like I said, it's all leading towards that Ohio State game now. So um, not as much anarchy. I think we've we're hoping for it of the Big Ten East. But yes and no. I mean, I mean, last week you had Purdue beating Michigan State. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's huge anarchy. Yeah, that was that was a big game. I uh, mean, there's still things to be set up to happen. You know, Michigan State still has to play Penn State and Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio Michigan State still has weekend. to play Ohio State. You know, they, there's a lot still to be had. And Penn State's a team that's definitely still dangerous. I'm not. You know, he, they're definitely yeah. can spring it up. Get set. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not sold on 
the East yet. But let's flip it to Penn State real quick. I mean, obviously a loss at home isn't great. Um, it's still a good football team, but I mean, six and four, you know, a team that was ranked number three in the country at one point to where there are now, that's a pretty steep decline. I mean, I was I was on Penn State preseason as them being a good team. And I, I actually, when they beat the shit or they didn't beat the shit when they beat Wisconsin, thought it was a huge win. It was going to carry some momentum. And they just haven't, for whatever reason, they can't figure out a way to win games. Like, they have a good defense. They have an elite receiver. Their quarterback's playing well enough. I know he got banged up, missed a few games. They have a good defense. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of just not enough in a lot. Of, you know what's yeah. funny is they match up well with Michigan. They're, kind of, they're like Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State are all so similar. They're very similar. They're all so similar, and it's just you have Ohio State, who's just that much. You more You can even dynamic. throw in that similarity, con- like Wisconsin and Purdue. <laughs> uh, Purdue's a little more. They have a little more offensive firepower. Yeah, Purdue though. has some more juice. Like yeah. that's what Penn State's lacking is. Yeah, that kind of firepower. Where well, like they, they, they have, have, they've got the one receiver. They have the receiver. Got, that's all they've got. But they Sean, have no run game. Sean Clifford can't get it to them. And they have no run game. And no and that's run the game. problem because they, because of the lack of run game, they have to yeah. pass. And then it's just okay. It's Dotson. We're just gonna. Swarm I mean, him. but outside of the Illinois nine overtime whatever yeah. game, losing to Iowa, Ohio State, and now Michigan, Michigan. like yeah. that's not that concerning. They're no. a good football team. No, no, they they are, but. This is a game they should have won, I feel like. If you're at home... How are you feeling as a Penn State fan this year? I mean, given the ups and downs, given even the James Franklin potentially leaving right. for a job, I mean, I don't really know how that plays out now at this point. I mean, how are you feeling as a Penn State fan? I mean, if you... It's kind can, of a mixed bag. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. If you can go, like, season. fuck up Rutgers and then upset, uh, uh, upset Michigan State, great season. Oh, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Like, great that'll, that'll definitely salvage it. But I think... Uh, it's such a mixed bag. I'd say as a, like, I wouldn't hire James Franklin now, given the season. I don't know. I, he hasn't won the big game for me. I still will. And I heard a, a take. That, go ahead. I'm I sorry. I heard a take. I mean, we're going to talk coaching carousel later, so I don't want to get into it. I'll save it. I'll save the James Franklin take okay. talk for later. This is interesting. I mean, four losses, one to, you know, Illinois, and then the rest Illinois. of rivals that, you know, Iowa. You gotta win I mean, one of those nail, games. you got to win one of those games. Nail biter in Iowa. You got to win a simi- game. similar team, and he didn't win any of them though. Yeah, that's the problem. But for is me. that Clifford not having the you know fourth quarter two minute drive mentality, or is that his coaching? At the end of the day, he's the coach. You know, I mean, but who you recruit get, like, the players? You need to get the job done. But we've seen it over and over again. Who gets blamed first? It's got to be the coach. It's got to be. All right. Not, I mean, not necessarily in college football. The coach <laughs> Depen- makes, depending on the coach. If the coach makes a decision, benches the quarterback, and that quarterback ends up balling. Say, to example, Jalen Hurts is benched in the second half of a BCS championship, and Tua goes and wins it. Well, then Nick Saban's the savior. He's the savior, but it's not on the but quarterback. It, it's on the coach. But yeah, okay, it goes. It's, I can see that each situation is dependent on each situation. Right. So, um, moving on to. We've, we've already hit on it a couple times, just the anarchy of this season and kind of what we've experienced this year. I mean, the most upsets in college football history. We've already talked about the most top 25 teams losing in a college football season. Only three undefeated teams. And then the other one goes down this week. You have Baylor upsetting number eight Oklahoma in a game that, I mean, I don't have the final in front of me right now, but... 27-14. 27-14. I mean, yeah. field goal at the end. So, you know, 24-14. I mean, you can call it a... 
10 to 13 win point win by Baylor here. Um, hats off to Baylor, obviously. You know, it, it's unfortunate they lost the week before to TCU because then right. you'd have a lot bigger matchups and a lot bigger um, controversy in the Big 12. But I mean, at the end of the day, we've t- talked about Baylor all year kind of being that sneaky team to jump up and, um, you know, win big games like this. I mean, they've beaten good teams and they're a good football team. And Dave Aranda is kind of the hot new thing in college football. So, but then flip it to Oklahoma, upsetting season. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's a very upsetting season at this point. I really thought, this is right in my face, Baylor said, fuck you. I, I really thought they were going to win out, and they're going to, you know, the college playoff committee going to have to make a really have tough, a tough decision. Yeah. But we saw, I mean, it's been a tough season. They've had close games all year, but what we saw was Caleb Williams' freshman year. Mm-hmm. It finally showed. And we're, you know, a lot of people are trying to jump on Caleb Williams' Heisman you know, yeah, that was wild. Two, two weeks ago. So to have like a game where like, okay, he's human. Oklahoma's been in dogfights all year. Bench for Spencer. And now, a, and now a really good football team, up and coming football team, puts it to him. Just put it to him. See why you were on Baylor in this game. Talk to yeah, us. Yeah, I feel like a, the nation kind of kind of saw that Oklahoma was going to lose one of these big time games. It was Oklahoma State. bound to happen. It was... Baylor, it was one of these games they were going to lose. Iowa State, they got this week. One of the three, right? So this one was a lot of people were jumping on. Baylor has a good defense. Oklahoma's on the road. But did you guys watch this game? Because I watched like most of this game. I watched a half of it. Fucking wild stuff came out of this game. One, you have Oklahoma fans and a large group of them chanting for Spencer Rattler. Yeah. Which is insane. After they were chanting to him get benched earlier in the season. Yeah. Absolutely wild and chaotic. It happens, right? They end up benching him. They put Rattler back in. So just all kinds of craziness it's, there. And, it, and it's, you know, it's college football. You're going to see that happen, and I get it. But not at, like, Oklahoma and not an undefeated team either this right. the season. Like, for you still to be having your fan base not on board with one or the other quarterback, like fuck. I think that's turmoil, just spoiledness, right there. Though. Well, yeah, they I mean, they've yeah, been, that is Oklahoma that is. more than any other university has been with quarterbacks. Blessed, with yeah, quarterbacks. blessed with quarterbacks. And then the other part I take away from this game: Did you guys see the ending? Yeah, the ending was the ending was yeah. Go fun. into that. So I didn't. So I only caught the first half. Yeah, I explained this to you on the phone the other day. Yeah. So there was three seconds left. The game was over, and it was like. Third down for Baylor. They're up 13. They're going to let the clock run out. Oklahoma leaves the field. The fans storm. A timeout was called. So Baylor called a timeout. They called a timeout. So the refs. For what? That's the thing. Just wait. So there is a reason. Yeah, there is a reason. So they have to get all the fans off the field. Takes them, you know, five, ten minutes. They have to bring the unit back on for Oklahoma. They send out 11 random dudes just to go stand there. Yeah. So Baylor ends up kicking a field goal to end the game on a field goal. Yeah. So Lincoln Riley's fucking hot. Loses his mind. Press conference. Why would Baylor do that? Okay. The reason Baylor did it is apparently some tiebreaker. So it's, it's the third tiebreaker in the Big 12, right? It's obviously conference record, head to head, and then it's average margin of victory. Yes. So if you the more you, you know the, points you beat a team by, 
could you know, be, that a, could so be a tiebreaker. There's, there's a definite huge reason then. Well, because if you think about the scenario that Oklahoma loses to, let's say, Iowa State this next week, Baylor and them will have the exact same conference record. Okay. So then Baylor would, you know, have the head to head against them. But, you know, let's say Baylor and them both lose the net following week, you know, you just be undefeated happens. Oklahoma. That's what you're thinking about? Two, two yeah. take. You're, two takes. You want to go to the Big 12 championship game because yeah. you only had, you, you're right there. You're neck and neck. They have one conference loss. You have two. So that is, there is something yeah, to be I got said a few there. takes and thoughts on this. One, Lincoln Riley, shut the fuck up. Don't complain. You got your ass whipped. If you wanted it to stop, you don't want to give any more points. Don't fucking give up points. It's <laughs> don't, that don't lose the football game. Yeah, don't don't give up points and lose the football game. That's simple. You have an easy solution to this. Don't complain that he's fucking doing it. Two, Dave Aranda, I get it. This is your thought process, but careful what you wish for. Because there's going to be a scenario down the road where we're on the other side of this, and you're going to throw in the white flag, and... He, the people is going to run the fucking thing up on you and say, this is what you get. So I have no problem with it whatsoever, but I don't want to hear a goddamn thing from Dave Randa if this happens to him in the future. So initially I was like, you know what? Because I didn't know the rule at first. It kind of seems like a dickhead. And, move. and not a lot of people, I think, did, especially in real time. I don't think right. the commentators even knew about it. It was kind of like, what's going on? Why are they kicking field goal? And it was kind of like, you know, that is a little shitty. Why are you put me you on? Know, Rubbing it into their dick. You know what I mean? You're going to add another three points. No, like, that's, that's pretty fucked up. It's brutal. But, I mean, I'm actually looking back. I'm okay with it now, given what we know. And right. How, and how close how close they all are bunched up at the top right now for the division. So, I'm good with it. Um, my Lincoln Riley point on this one, he looked, like, he looked like a little whiny bitch on the sideline. Like, dude, you're going crazy. How many times have your fans stormed the field? How many times have yeah. you done this? You know what I mean? Like act like you've been there before you know what i mean just because this is your first time on the other side of it like don't be that guy yeah you know what i mean and my other part of it is he shouldn't be bitching because how many times has oklahoma beaten teams 75 to oh, 10 all the time all the time like yeah no to, he gave the, all he, the time he gave his quarterback heismans dude like it's not even fun like if you want to think about teams that blow teams out more than any other team in the country it's Oklahoma. Yeah, because for sure. Baker, Kyler, like those guys put up stupid numbers. Those guys put Hurts. up crazy n- touchdown numbers. Like it's Oklahoma. So like I'm sorry, Lincoln Riley. I don't feel sorry that you get you lost by 13 instead of 10. Like yeah. whatever, man. Like he kicked a field goal, not a big deal. But, and I and and I actually, you know, to see why I think like I I think it's fine what Dave Randa did. You know, I'm not. Yeah. You know, he it was the, it was one extra field goal, and it's not like he was throwing bombs downfield. It's not like he was going for a touchdown. True. The timeout you know I mean? was just it was just like, it was just a field goal. Let's move on and let's call the it shitty a day. good part win. Was Baylor. People had already started in the field. Team had already left. And it was like you're gonna bring him back. Yeah, but that's not on him. You know, it was just miscommunication. I guess. <laughs> I guess. And if it comes down to it, he turns out to be a freaking genius. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that no, possibility true. is true because we could get some lot of fucking weird things going on at the top of that title because let's just say, you know, Bedlam happens. Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma. You have Baylor in there now, you know, playing Oklahoma State. So it's a it's a weird, weird, weird situation that could go on the top. But, I mean, big win for Baylor, big win for Dave Aranda, yep. Oklahoma. We can talk more about Oklahoma in a little bit because I know there's going to be a conversation later about them. Yeah. Um, Auburn, Auburn, Mississippi State, I think 28 to three at halftime. Yeah. For Auburn. Yep. Final score 43 28. 43 34. Final. 
Oh, that was funny. But yeah, they yeah. gave up 40, 40 unanswered, unanswered points. Yeah, 40 unanswered. So Auburn has 40. an absolute meltdown at home. 40. Unanswered at home. Podcast favorite Bo Nix gets hurt. He's out for the year. Better better or worse for I, Auburn? I don't have a comment on that first part of that. <laughs> um, Will Rogers throws for six. He's six. a fucking dude, by the way. He's kind of good. No, he's going to be like a Heisman favorite next year. You think? He'll be in the top four for the uh, like odds. I think Will Rogers. Will for Rogers, sure. Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. Oh, Sam Hartman's a dude. QB one. It's kind of sick. Um, I don't know. Next year, next year is going to be so interesting because you've got that weird mix of quarterbacks that should be elite still. It's like, oh, can DJ turn around? Oh, is Bryce, Bryce Young still, still the guy? CJ Stroud. You know what I mean? CJ Stroud's back. Quinn Ewers is back. You have like the premier, premier guys, and then you've got like those random guys. Spencer Sam Rattler. Hartman. Yeah, where's Spencer Rattler going to go? Caleb, Caleb Williams. Williams. You know what I mean? There's oh. like, it's, it's you know, it, and Will Rogers, like on paper, on the field is, you know, I don't want to say he's a top three quarterback. I mean, he's like, a, you know, top eight also, quarterback. I mean, well, there's also top- some quarterbacks that could stay too. Well, he's yeah. top five Which with Mike Leach. Huh? He's top five with Mike Leach. Mike Leach can fucking get. Oh, those guys. oh, as as his coach. Yeah, yeah. Because in that I mean, system, he well, gets guys. Gardner Minshew. Look what he did. Uh, who's Graham Harrell, USC? You know what I mean? I mean, the guy puts up numbers. Yeah. You know, the guy gets quarterbacks that put up numbers. So, um, you know, Mississippi State's kind of just that weird. They're that that random team in the SEC. They're pretty it's like, good. They're pretty good. They're never great. They had some bad losses. Every now and then, like, the, Dak was great there, obviously. The, the Memphis game, they got fucked by the refs. Right. Like, you'll lose a game to Memphis, then you'll beat Texas A&M, and then you'll beat fucking Auburn. Like, they beat Texas A&M. They, Ar- Arkansas beat them? Uh, yeah. Arkansas beat them. LSU beat them. Did LSU beat them? Yes. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like Alabama kicked the dick out of them. The absolute dog shit out of them. But they have a big one with Ole Miss coming up soon. Yeah, that'll be... That'll be a good game. But Auburn's toast. See you later. Auburn's Auburn. absolutely toast. Um, we thought that was going to be a big matchup in two weeks with them in Alabama, but now it's like... The backup they brought in is fucking awful, too. Yeah, he's the LSU transfer. He threw a pick that was fucking terrible. So, I mean, tough tough for Auburn to end the season like that, considering, yeah, you know, first-year quarterback. Bo Nix actually was playing well, I would say, in comparison. So, I mean, but we're going to get Bo Nix again. He's he's oh, gonna stay in my life forever, forever. Like never gonna leave. He'll, he'll be he'll be at Auburn for eight more years. He'll go to <laughs> he'll be a backup for the 49ers. just ruining my life. He'll come in every now and then, piss me off. Why would you say that? And then and then he'll be the head coach for Auburn in five years. Yeah, for like sure. for sure. Like <laughs> you would don't you see mi- that you happen? Would lose your mind. You know he'll be the quarterback coach there first, then the offensive coordinator. And then he'll be the fucking head coach. Or he'll go to I've like, already seen his or path. he'll go to like Notre Dame and just really. Oh my out. god! Don't fucking the OC at Notre Dame. Don't say that. At first, he's gonna be that P squad quarterback that's going from what's well, all Kevin's teams: Raiders, Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Panthers. He's gonna Panthers. jump around my teams. Yeah. Um, but enough about Auburn. Let's talk Florida. I mean, I feel like we talk about Florida and Dan Mullen every week. The guy can't get away from the fucking microphone, man. Yeah, he's just well, his team. It's because his team doesn't play well. It seems you know what I mean? Well, it was final was like 70 to 54 or something like that. 70 to 52 final. I think the halftime score they were losing. I want to say they gave up 40 points by halftime. The live bet was 111 the over and it hit. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. I just want to see if I can find the halftime. But long story short, they were losing going into halftime. 
And people were like, Dan Mullen's not going to make it out of the locker room at halftime. They were like, it's yeah. done. Like, don't even fucking come out here. And it's, again, Samford at home in fucking the swamp in Gainesville. Like, they're only down know. seven at halftime. You sure? 42-35. Okay, well, either way, they're playing Samford. 42. Yeah, they get 42 points Samford. to Samford. In the first Samford. half. Uh, and then gross. do you see how they're celebrating after the game? They're dancing in yeah. the fucking locker room and shit. Dan Mullen's trying to do something. Trying, he's trying like, to show that his players still have him. And then the after he's like, they were making catches you don't see on Sunday. Oh, he was saying like Samford is like elite. legit all of a sudden. Yeah. We're like, dude. Shut the fuck up, Dan You Mullen. hate this guy. Not no, he, quick though, he's fired. It depends. Does he get through the year? It's for me. If he wins out, I think he does. Is he but... The- it's not a guarantee he's going to win out. Well, we'll talk. Like, we'll talk. I want to save the because he'll be part of it. We're going to talk. Well, just real quick. I mean, like on paper, two weeks ago, it was like, you know what? He had a tough stretch. You know, he lost to, you know, I don't even remember now, Georgia and then like somebody else. And I was like, you know what? Fine. Those are tough to LSU. games. Lost to LSU. But it was still like. I was like back to back. Okay. Kentucky. It was cool. Like it was like, okay, fine. It's bad. It's not good. But you get shit on by Georgia. But then it was like, and then it was like South Carolina, Samford. Missouri and then Florida State and it's right. like you should win out you know those four games let's win out and on a high note you lose to South Carolina bad and you're Which a 30 point fucking, dog South Carolina is terrible this year you're a 30 point dog and then you almost lose to Samford I'll say he almost lost that football you almost lose to Samford oh, for sure now it's like shit if you don't win out between Missouri and Florida State who Florida State playing a lot better Missouri Covered against Georgia, you know. I mean, these Missouri's aren't these aren't easy, too. but they're not easy wins for Florida this but year. But Missouri's better than South Carolina, I think, this year. They are. So that's not an easy. No, game. it's not. Like he might be fucked if he loses Florida State. He's fired the next day. You can't lose. Oh yeah, Florida no, for State. sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But Florida State's also got. Well, better. we'll Mike, come back to Dan. Mike Norvell actually saved his job this year, so we'll come back. Um, let's talk Ohio State real quick. They played Purdue. Um. Ohio State just absolutely rolled, man. Rolled them. I mean, I rolled. I saw this coming. Holy shit. I think Purdue's kind of luck ran out. I, I think that's what it was. A lot of luck and a lot of no, emotion. I, I, I'm going to give Purdue a little more credit. They're not a bad football team, though. They're not. They're no, not a bad no, no, football no, no, team. They're not. But, they're like, not. but you don't think they're better than Michigan State? I think I, I don't think they're better than they're them. They're not but better I, than I Iowa. Think they're right before. I think they're better than Iowa. I don't. I don't think so. I think they're better than Iowa. I actually think they're better. Than Iowa. I think they are. I don't think they're better. But than they don't. Iowa. I mean, they don't have a defense, so they're all reliant. Yeah, they're all reliant on that high-powered offense with they, Bell. They're, they're like and O'Connell. Purdue is interesting, man. Like their elite is very elite. You know what I mean? Like David Bell, you'd put him at Ohio State, and you wouldn't blink. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's. I'm not saying he's just as good as Chris Olave, but. He's to that he level. Be. He's, he's good. good. He's a good ass college football player. Mm-hmm. Their D end is he's gonna be a first round pick. Like they've got guys. You he's know gonna be like I mean? a top ten pick. Yeah, he's a dude. Like they've got these elite level players, and they've got good players. They have a white mm-hmm. running back that I was like, dude, this guy balls out, and he catches the football well. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. You know what I mean? Like they're a good football team. Like, like I, mean, I know that you're, you know they're they're a hundred percent is a talent description and there's a depth discrepancy on the field and i get that but as far as like i think this game showed and what my point is that ohio state is that level they are that oh, fuck elite. yeah they are and this game finally was like hey this is a good purdue team and like we did put it on them i know we've struggled against 
Penn State. We didn't exactly put it on, and we didn't put it on Nebraska, but like we put it on against a pretty good no, Purdue this, team. This is elite offense. Ohio State's elite offense, average defense. Yeah. And when they play a really good defense and they can't put up fifty nine, the game gets a little bit closer. Like What's Purdue, Purdue, they had a good defense. They put up thirty one points. Yeah, I mean, if they were able to stop them at all, this would be a close game. But they can't. Yeah. They didn't have. They don't have the defense like Penn State. Michigan have to kind right. of push Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So it's a bad it's a bad matchup. Yeah. It's a bad matchup, especially because the other side of the ball, CJ Stroud and those receivers are just fucking unreal. Well, you, don't, you don't you the matchup this week's way worse than Oh yeah. Than well, cuz that's the other thing is Purdue actually with their flaws, they don't they don't have very good run defense, you know, their linebackers are pretty average. They have one good player on D-line, but their corners are actually decent. You know, their safeties are okay, so they have actually I wouldn't say I don't think they have like a top twenty-five pass uh, defense against the pass, but like they're decent against the pass. But CJ Stroud put it on them. But it, it in Jigma, Olave, uh, like it doesn't you know, matter. I love my Smith and Jigma, you do. He is such a fucking stud. Fucking, I love I'm Stroud. telling you, you're you're sold on him. And he was kind of hyped on him in the early season. I'm, That's one. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not like fully sold. What do Pretty you mean? Season, I was fucking all. I'm over. like not fully sold on Stroud. He's oh, a, I am. He's Especially best, watching like, I him think live. He's good. He's the best Cal- deep ball thrower in college football. Cali boy. Sam Howell. Come on. No. Sam Howell's a better quarterback than he is. Deep ball. I'm saying throwing up Matt, the Matt deep Corral. ball. I don't think he throws better deep Matt ball Corral's than probably CJ better Stroud. Than you're, you're just, I mean, look at the weapons. I mean, you, you do have to look it. at the that. weapons. You do have like, to look at the team you're on. Because we've had this conversation with Tua. Tua had four first round picks at receiver. You know I mean? CJ Stroud has probably four as well right now. Yeah, but he's fucking performing. He's not the he's performing. But he's not. You don't watch a Ohio State game and say, CJ Stroud is the weak link on that offense. I kind of do. No shot. No. I kind of do. He's fine. He's just fine. Which is crazy. I kind of do. And I don't think he's bad. Really? Okay. I mean, there's not a weak receiver. Through the roof, obviously. Well, just that's the best position. You want, you're football. talking about. If you want me to get into football, you say they're well, their left side of their line's a little weak. But like, I mean, but they're like, yes, he's not the top prospect that those guys are, but he's playing and performing just as well as those players are. Like, I think, I think honestly, with with a better quarterback, this team could be Georgia. Better, I just think I, he's I fine. think there's like I don't. Maybe not this year for college football quarterbacks, but, but Ohio like, State's defense is not any good. It's not. So I mean, like I was saying, they they kind of bring their numbers. They don't put fifty nine on Penn State. They're definitely not putting fifty nine on Georgia. And exactly, my but point. Georgia and could a go quarterback would do that. But Georgia could no, go put no one does like that. Georgia State. go put thirty five on Ohio State. Trevor right now. Lawrence is not putting fifty nine on fucking yeah, Georgia this year. Okay, not no, not this year. That's what I'm saying. But he, but like to his point, like Trevor Lawrence would have put fifty nine against Penn State this last year. You put Penn State in that quarterback for Ohio State this year, he puts up fucking eighty with that uh, offense and those weapons. I don't know. Are you I don't kidding think me? He's that much better. Like he's better than CJ Stroud, but like I don't that think CJ Stroud. Better? I'm just not sold on him. Oh. You know why? It's, it's just I don't see the passion. I just don't oh see it. God. And it God. may be, and you know what? Maybe it's I'm just spoiled because of the Justin Fields. You know what I mean? You, you want him to be Bo Nix. You just want yours to fucking play. <laughs> you want him to be Bo Nix. And he's hey, not Bo Nix. Ohio State is going to be in a fucked up position next year because you're going to have to choose between. Here's the weird thing about CJ Stroud and all the shit I just talked on him. He has a weird outside shot for the Heisman still. And because if he beats Michigan State, 
Michigan, and then Wisconsin. He'll have his Heisman moment. Th- those are all Heisman moments. Yeah. I mean, pick your pick your Heisman moment yeah. at that point. And it's well, he like has the stats too, obviously. And it's like okay, then he's going to be a playoff team, obviously, at that point. So, and then you have the number one prospect of all time or top five prospect of all time, and you have a Heisman winner. What the fuck happens there? Like that's going to be very interesting. We'll the, have to talk about in the offseason. That will be happens. insane. Ohio State and Ryan we, Day will have a weird, weird. Let's enjoy CJ Stroud and their season they're putting together. All right. <laughs> but um, the other team on the other side of the West, you have Wisconsin, who's just absolutely rolling. And credit to that coaching staff and Paul Christ for turning it around because that team has finally figured it out. And they're finally what we thought they'd be. You know, they're finally a Wisconsin team from, you know, three years ago, from years past where they're run first. They play great defense. Now you can look and easily say they might have the best defense in that conference now and feel confident about that. Early on the season, we did not think that. Well, every week it's like, is Wisconsin, they're going to come back down to earth and get pushed a little bit. And they just keep rolling and rolling and rolling and covering and rolling. And getting better. It's insane. They're scary. I mean... They're one of the scarier teams later in this season. In that Big Ten championship yeah, they are, they're like, Kind of like the Patriots in the NFL right now. It's like, fuck, you play the Patriots right now. You have a tough game on your hands. Yeah. You know? Even with a quarterback that you don't think is that but, great. But you didn't think that week three. Exactly. Yeah. But guess what? Their defense is fucking really good. They can run the football. Ohio and they State. just have guys that just know what to do. I love how they're they gave well. um, the freshman Allen the ball and he just rolled. Finally, I thought he was going to be a big this, boy. I thought he was going to be the starter going into the season, but uh, Malusi's pretty good. I'll yeah, be interested Malusi's to see now, them. Yeah, he's Ohio hurt. State Allen took up. over. Them in Ohio State? In that Big Ten championship game is going to be interesting. Anarchy. Fucking anarchy. <laughs> anarchy. That's how the fucking Big Ten doesn't get a team in right there. Yeah. Well, how exactly. Would you, how would, uh, That's exactly how would how. Michigan and Wisconsin play out if they played again? Ooh. Right now? Uh, yeah, well, they play again. I think Wisconsin beats them, but. 21-20. Michigan. Uh, that's interesting. 6-3. <laughs> Wisconsin's fucking putting up points. That's what's scary about them right now. Yeah, that is, that is the weird part. Is the they are the offense has an identity, and Graham Mertz isn't terrible. Well, he's fine. He's they're just, finally putting him in positions better. where they're saying, you know what, you don't have to make the big play because yeah. it's going to be third and short now, or we're going to run for five yards on each hey, run. We said it. He's terrible. Now he's... Okay, and guess what? They're rolling. Well, it's it's the all Bo, you had to it's do. It's the Bo Nix situation, right? If you don't well, put too do much not, pressure, do not compare Mertz to Bo Nix. It's a kind of weirdly comparable. We've said Bo Nix like a million times on this podcast tonight. I hate him. Okay, let's let's not talk about it. <laughs> We're moving on. Uh, Georgia gets it done against Tennessee. We talked about this kind of being not a not a sneaky game. Well, okay, not like a trap game where Georgia was going to lose by any means. But it was it was a game we thought Georgia might get pushed a little bit, where we were going to say, okay. I think both of you They're said need... they weren't going to cover the 21. I No, I was on Tennessee. I was on Tennessee. Yeah. I said they were going to win by 17. <laughs> but that's Georgia. You I know? said, I mean, and I said, don't overthink it. This yeah. is the only constant in football. That's very true. If there has been one thing that's been stable this season, it's Georgia's Kicking defense the just beating the fuck out of everybody. Yeah. But to, to Georgia's credit and to that Georgia defense, again, they said this is the best offense they've played all season. And they gave up ten points, and we said it was early too. I think first touch, quarter uh, they gave up 17, 17 10 total, ten in the first. Yeah, okay. yeah, first so, quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is you know, and then it was a garbage time at the very end. Yeah, like it wasn't even a thing. But exactly. anyway, um, but then so obviously Georgia's defense still stepped up. I mean, they gave up seventeen, but it was really ten. And then 
The other thing is we talked about Georgia's offense kind of being like, hey, they're going to have to score some points. And they did. Just ran the ball. And ran the ball well. They ran the ball great. And Stetson Bennett, he didn't look great in this game. No, like, he I didn't. didn't. Think he First half great. was bad. Second half, he played much better. And you made a comment. You texted us and you're like, I don't think Stetson Bennett's the guy to get this done. But then he gets it done. Made me look like a jackass I mean, for even sending that text. Like we've talked about, <laughs> well, he played well. Like we talk about this every week, but it's like Stetson Bennett. Like he looks, he doesn't need to be that guy because his team is that, that good. good. I mean, like are we are we at that point where it's like he really doesn't need to be that good? Like actually, I, I'm gonna. Are hold, we convinced there? I'm gonna hold off. I almost this is what I almost said. I almost said that Stetson Bennett doesn't beat Ohio State, but I'm holding off that comment because Ohio State has some huge games in front of them. So I'm going to hold that comment off. Yeah, that's a good matchup. I'm going to hold that comment off. I think that's the only matchup. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Bama can beat Stetson Bennett in Georgia. I think the only team that really can is Ohio, Ohio State. State this year. And if somehow Bearcats. they and the Bearcats. No, like weirdly Bearcats. enough because they play good enough defense too. And you know why? The biggest thing with the Bearcats. But Bearcats won't score. The fucking Bearcats were there last year with them, and they felt like they should have won that fucking game oh. and they would have a big oh. chip on their shoulder. Oh. Big play them chip again. on oh. their shoulder. That, and and that was a that. that was a healthy Georgia team that we're seeing. We want Georgia. We want Georgia. Oh, bad. Jordan Davis played in that give game. Give us give us four, dude. Because we, we want Georgia first. We act like uh fuck. We act like Jordan Davis is the guy for Georgia. Uh but their fucking linebacker, Neil. Oh, he's a dude. He is he's the best player on the field. He's a freak. Like he their middle linebacker number 17. I his first name's long, and I don't want to butcher it right now. But he is the best player on the field. Like you, they always talk about, like this is the year for the Heisman for defensive player. Like George's D, his D tackle, like he's good. You know, he stops to run, but he doesn't have the numbers, and he just doesn't do enough. Right. But like their linebacker is a fucking dude. He's so fast. Like he'll be, he'll make an NFL team very happy someday. They're, they're like, good. I mean, Georgia's going to be. They're elite. They're just doing the same old, same old. They're kind of boring to talk about. It's not even worth talking. They kind of are, anymore. but it's like we we get amazed every week. Right. We're just amazed every week and. It's just weird in a year that, like I said, every team is losing. It's almost like there's no way George is just going to roll, right? Did you see the audio? Until they don't. Did you like, see the audio you know, of who knows? Kirby Smart's uh, half game, or halftime yeah, that was against cool. Florida? That was pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, that was cool. Um, all right, Ole Miss upsets a and I didn't see it coming. I was really shocked about this. <laughs> we know. I've, I've, been on, uh, I've been on A&M all year, and... It's bullshit. I get called out for this after all you guys fucking shitty takes. <laughs> no, no bullshit. Because you came on this podcast last week and you were like, top five. A&M's a top five roster and team. And I'm like, no, they're fucking not. Like, what makes you think that? Just because they have a decent defense. Their quarterback's terrible. And they fucking got exposed this last week. But Calzada's like, not fucking terrible. He had, he's had some rough patches, but he's also shown. He's, he's also good. He's also flashed greatness. He was great in that Alabama game. Absolutely phenomenal. Why was he so bad this last week then? I don't know. I can't Against explain a, it. A old Miss, way worse defense. Yeah, yeah. Old Miss yeah. defense Close. is nothing special. I thought there Not was, at all. I thought there was very bad coaching mistakes by Jimbo Fisher in this game. But regardless, they played like shit. The defense played like shit in the first half. Offense played like shit the whole game. I think like, someone mentioned uh, in the text, was this the coach, the, the coach wins the LSU job? I did say that. You did say that. I said, does the winner of this game, does that coach go to LSU? I don't think this? Jimbo's going. I, I really don't. I don't think he's. It's just it's just one of those things. I don't know. Jimbo's been tied to LSU for so long that it's like, it, it's almost like 
we can't just say never with him. I just don't see like it's just one of those things. It's like Saban when he went to Alabama. Like he went on an air with the Dolphins, was like, I'm not going. I'm the coach of the Miami Dolphins. Like, I'm not even considering it. Yeah. And then like two weeks later, he was the fucking Saban's coach. also a piece of shit. So. But it's like even well, again, we talked about, it, you know, Scott Woodward's the AD at LSU. He was the AD at AM who right. hired him there. You know what I mean? But Before he's not that, the winning coach, guys. He wasn't. Yeah, Lane we need Kiffin to stop talking was. about it. Lane Kiffin was. Yeah. And Matt Corral won. Matt Corral is slowly becoming one of my favorite college football players. Wow. I, like, are you saying all time or just this season? No, this season. Okay. Um, all time is fucking a deep list. No, Agreed. this season, he's uh, he's impressed me. Uh, Cody kind of gave me his name in the preseason guy to watch. Mm-hmm. I like Old Miss, period. And their fucking jerseys on Sunday or, or oh, Saturday are unbelievable. unbelievable. My favorite in college football. With the helmet combo. But oh, I'm a huge uni. I'm a huge Lane Kiffin fan. So this was fun to watch this quarterback from you know week one to now. He's just so much better. And He's grown a lot. Yeah. From year to year. I mean, because there was a time where last season where it was him or Plumlee. And they were doing that backup. switch thing. Yeah, and he was a little more of a you know, a running quarterback and Corral was kind of a loose cannon because he threw a lot of picks. And now you he's transformed a lot into the guy that get the games, you know, get the job done when the games matter most. And he still uses his legs like a madman too. Yeah, he runs the ball well. Yeah. He does. And it's interesting because Kiffin's not really that guy to get a quarterback injured, but I think he trusts him enough to do the right thing here. But I mean, back to the I think the overall, you know, storyline in this game was Texas AM and I love it so much because guess what? They have three losses now, and Bama lost to them. Doesn't look so good. It ain't looking so good. Dude, and their three losses are to fucking Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi and Mississippi State. State. My thing, two, two things I'll take away from this is I like that because I was going to go there right next about the SEC type thing. But disappointing about AM is they had a chance to, to jump Alabama. Because if Bama was going to lose... No. Ba- you're telling me... <laughs> What do you mean? No, they could have been. They what, could have rep- what are you gonna say? They could have represented the West. In if the Auburn would have beat Bama, Bama, but that was that's definitely not gonna happen. Well, now. now, but I'm saying that's what disappointing is. A&M, if AM would have won this game, and then Auburn still has Bo Nix. That's my point. Like they weren't good enough to do what you were gonna say. Oh, anyway. oh yeah. Well, like, now obviously they were never gonna beat Georgia. Well, that I, was never gonna happen. Never. Who? Ever. AM. No, they're never going to beat them. But that's what you were going to say was going to happen. If they were going to have a chance to represent the West and then beat Georgia, they'd be no, in the playoffs. No, they would have buried Alabama. They never beat Georgia. That's not what I was going to say at all. I'm going to say that they could have passed Bama and ruined Bama's season because Bama was not going to get Bama in. Was gonna, if, for that to happen, Bama would have to lose to Auburn anyway. Yeah. So like, it, their season would be ruined anyway at that point. No. What do you mean no? Well, yeah. If I they would have lost to Auburn, they would have two losses. They're out. They're effectively out. Well, yeah. And yeah. they wouldn't make the thing. So anything, Auburn would have ruined their season, but now that's not happening. Well, even if they lose to Auburn, they can still make it. They're not effectively out. If they lose to Auburn and then beat Georgia, Georgia, they're in. Oh, my God. You you guys don't like Finley? I would throw up. No, he's bad. No, he's terrible. I like him more than Bo Nix. No, he's terrible. Uh, How do you you think he's terrible? He's fine at LSU last year. He's okay. I wonder what that line will be, honestly. Like... I still think Auburn can definitely cover that game because the points will be 20. 17, 20. Yeah, I still think they could cover that. SEC is fucking overrated again. I agree. No one on the East is good. Yeah. The West is subpar. No, the West. The East, you have Georgia and no, The West is shit. competitive. No, the East The East is an absolute dumpster fire beyond Georgia, obviously. But the West is... Kentucky's okay. Right, they're, they're competitive, kind of but they're all just... It's like, You know what's funny? They're just a higher level Pac-12 this year. 
in a weird way because yeah. they're just beating each other they're beating up. The fuck out of yeah. each other. They're just beating each other up. Like that's what it comes down to. So, so yeah, I mean, I think they are a little overrated this season because, like, Mississippi State has like four losses now and they're still ranking them. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. It's, yeah, Arkansas fucking sucks and they're still getting ranked. I actually like Arkansas. Yeah. I don't know why. I think they play good know. football. I'm, I'm anyway, all right. all um, a team that a lot of people, it's you been know, my team all year, wrote off, um, coming off a loss against North Carolina in a tough fashion, but Wake Forest gets it done against NC State. They've been my betting team all year. Every year we have one. This is how we step, fell in love with the Bearcats. Is we started. You gonna ride with the Demon Deacons now? Just this year, I mean, the Demon Deacons and well, Sam Hartman. Well, I'm just saying that's how we fell in love with Cincinnati. Like it two is, years, it three is years ago, true. We just started betting like, them all, all the time. All of a sudden, our pockets were real full because the Bearcats. They were just a cover team. They were a cover team. And even you know what's shitty? They're not. A, they're like a bad game. They're an anti-cover team this year. They're like the Chiefs last year. But they've made us so much money. They are the Chiefs. Yeah. They are literally the Chiefs. That's a good call. Just bet a money line. They're yeah. gonna win. Wake, Wake, Wake's a good football team. They, they're a they have good no football defense. team. No, their defense is not very good. <laughs> they they they're a good offensive football team. Yeah, like they but are they still, negative they're, on. They're defense. good because they find ways to win. NC State's a good team. It was one of your teams that you've been riding all year on. And yeah, it was my sleeper team for them to beat them. They're undefeated in the ACC. Yeah, they have a huge game this week, and yeah. they're still ranked in the top ten. I mean, I, I think kinda, they're ten now. Yeah, I want to talk about them when we get to the game. All right, we'll we'll, we'll hold off on that. But they good win for them. Um. The biggest upset. The upset of like, all upsets. It's, it's not an upset. It's not the biggest upset because it's not like Texas was like ranked or like in any kind of, you know, playoff implication or Big 12 implication or anything. But you want to talk about elite program versus possibly the worst program in college football. That's what we saw. Yeah. Kansas beats Texas as a 30 point dog in OT in overtime in Austin. And the only reason it went to OT because Texas forced it there. Yeah. I mean, Kansas, Kansas won that entire team. game. Yeah. There's so much to dive into this. I don't even know where to start. I mean, it's obviously the worst loss in college football this year. Um, one thing I want to start before we get into Texas, because I know that's where the majority of this conversation is going to be. Credit to Kansas. They have a new coach and they're better. You know, it might not look like it based on like their their record, but they're more competitive than they have been in the last three to five years. They're trending in the right way where, you know, next year they might win three games. Year after that, they might win four or five games. I wouldn't be shocked if this guy stays at Kansas for a while, that in five years they're a competitive football team. I would almost argue like like Kansas guys, like you watch college football, Kansas has been so bad the last couple of seasons, like He's almost coach of the year for winning this yeah, game fuck. and competing against Oklahoma and competing in the games that he has yeah. for what he's done this season and what this game has meant to this program and this university. Like, it's huge. Oh, 100%. It's astronomical. I know I, I know Kansas. I don't want to spend too much time on Kansas. I have one I mean, more thing on Kansas. I, Iowa State blows them out. Texas Tech blows them out. Yeah. You mean like, what? what is Texas doing? It's bad, but I have a small confession to make on Kansas. You so you teased them against Oklahoma and won money. No, okay, but it is relatable to the Oklahoma game. So I watched every second of that Oklahoma game, and I was like, "This fucking Kansas team isn't that bad." <laughs> like honestly, I was like, "This Kansas team's not bad." So I've been slowly like small betting them money line. 
every game like very lightly because it's like plus 1000 you know 10 bucks gives me 150 so, so what'd you, you get what'd you hit this one was so high it wouldn't even let me bet it wow that's how big of an upset this was holy shit it was like the other ones like the texas tech ones you know how to get plus 1500 stuff yeah. like that this one it, there wasn't even a money line option that's how big of a favorite this was and like how upsetting like for me to, for that to happen is just so upsetting yeah but all right, let's let's get into Texas, guys. I mean, let's look at their record right now. Four and six. Four and six. They're four not gonna, straight. They're not going to make a bowl. Four straight. I don't. Where where do you go? You got to give Sark another year. Well, no, Sarkeesian is not getting fired. Like he's not. It's not happening. He's not. He but said not he good. came out. He came out today and said, or I think it said on Tuesday. Um. We have a chance to have 33 new scholarship players next year. Yeah. Like, they're going to revamp. But you get 35? Yeah. Yeah. So, they're they're going to they're gonna revamp it and give him, let us get his recruiting classes in. They're bad this year. It's a bigger adjustment window than we thought, that everyone thought. I think even Texas thought. But it's a full rebuild now. And Sark, you better get your guys in there because the, the clock is ticking now. Yeah. No, but it, like the only thing I'll disagree a little bit is it's not as casual as you're making it sound, though. Like, yes, he's he's 100% back next year. Like, I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'll disagree with is that, like, you need to do well next year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if he doesn't do well next year, he could get fired next year for sure. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. Because there is a very obvious tale of Steve Sharkeesian's career as a head football coach, not offensive coordinator, right? as a head football coach, that he is not a good head football coach. Right. And going four and six as of right now at Texas, that's not a fucking good look. And if he keeps, you know, he doesn't make a bowl and then next year starts 0-2 or 1-3 or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, we're, we're getting into dangerous territory real quick with Texas. My, my thing with, with Texas is they start four and one. They have the, I think, the loss to Arkansas. Yeah. Then they go ahead and lose. Oklahoma Oklahoma's, was the next one. Oklahoma in a wild game. Yeah. Oklahoma State. Yeah. Baylor. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well. Those are good football teams. Those are all really good football teams. Yeah, and maybe Texas then, isn't as good as them this yeah. year. And then now you get you punch us all in the face. Well, Iowa and, State Iowa State blowout. Well, the Iowa State one. Blowout, though. You weren't competitive in that game at all. You scored true. seven points. But if you're going to talk about that game, you got to talk about Oklahoma, how they should have won that game. They had that game in the but bag. But they didn't. Right, but that's I coaching. mean, I mean, I don't know if that's coaching. So okay, so after those three games, which we all agree, great, great teams this good this teams, year, yeah, good teams, great teams, whatever, yeah. And then Iowa State, I, I think, is a good football team. They're hard to read on a Saturday, but they're inconsistent. Yeah, very, they very. lose that, and you're okay. Oh, okay, now it's concerning, and then Kansas just blows the lid off. I mean, it is yeah. now it's concerning. <laughs> But it will like it wasn't. I just thought they weren't as good as the better teams. Now I'm starting to think they, they kind of suck. Yeah, they kind of suck. <laughs> so bad. yeah, because I mean they were good. They were winning games. They beat TCU. They Texas, beat they beat Texas Tech. Texas you know is mean? just like they that. beat the raging Cajuns week one. We're like fuck. Took oh, yeah, our money. They did. Took our money. You know what I mean? And like and it, raging Cajuns have played well the rest of the year. Yeah, they've been which fine, is, which is weird. So we thought you know to quote. Cody right, Texas bad. We thought like even losing no, even losing the big games, it Texas. wasn't that big was. of a deal. But now, Robinson out for the year now. Now it's a big deal. 
He's only a sophomore, big deal. though. Yeah, he'll be back. So, I'll be honest, but with Texas, Texas. Yeah, I'm kind of done with Texas. But with Texas, it's like, they're like, what's it gonna fucking take? Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, they're gonna get better recruits. Are we gonna get another new coach? I mean, this is the third coach that's been unsuccessful there. It's like, what are we gonna do at this point? Yeah, give give Stark a little time. Give him. I want to see Texas good again, but oh, it's good for college football when they're good. It's good for college football when all the good teams are good. But it's been a long time. Like we're talking. 10 years since the last time Texas was like that good to yeah to where we thought they were elite I mean yeah Colt McCoy I mean Mac Brown one of Mac Brown's last yeah, season that year there. that couple years ago when they beat Georgia in that bowl game and we thought that one's gonna kind of turn it but yeah they had a good season but they still lost like three games that year. yeah they it wasn't did. like an elite game or elite season they were good they weren't great though that's still a good year it almost makes me think they shouldn't have fired Tom Herman to be honest with you yeah like Tom weirdly enough bad. exactly and at least they were trending better they were you know what i they mean were. like then that's you know i know this will segue into our coaching carousel a little bit right now is are our universities too quick to pull the trigger do you oh think? for sure you think way for too sure. quick way too quick i mean you know let's get into it i mean justin fuente and jimmy lake fired this week that's the virginia tech coach and the washington coach um fuente's been there though i don't think that was a quick year, trigger no that the, those ones weren't quick triggers jimmy Jimmy Lake, Lake a year and a half. year and a half, and their AD said we made a mistake. I don't – Yikes. Wanna, he goes, I'm not a quick-trigger guy, but we made a mistake on this hire. Um, and they – I mean, rightfully so. They've been bad all year. And after losing Peterson, like, you can't really shut the bed like well, that. Well, Peterson was such a – Elite coach. Elite, super elite coach. Yeah. Like, very underrated. Obviously, turned Boise State's program around. Goes to Washington. Makes Washington a playoff team. Like, that's well, impressive. Elite. Elite. I know we talked about the players that they had last week, but Washington now has that expectation that you are one of the better Pac-12 teams. Yeah, you know? Jimmy Lake, and he proved that up you a can good roster. Yeah, you can. They still have a five-star recruited quarterback. Like they, he, you know, Peterson proved that you can recruit, you can be successful, yeah. you can, you can compete with those big dogs, and. It's arguably... I think Washington might have been my biggest miss this year. I thought Washington was going to be good because they did have a good roster at one point. It's arguably the third best third best job in the pack. I mean, you got USC, you got Oregon, and then Washington. UCLA. It, UCLA, Arizona State, Utah. I mean, Stanford, but... Washington better. I'd say Washington's four behind UCLA, probably. You think... I mean... I don't know. I think it's a toss-up. They're arguably the third best job. So, well, if you look at obviously, you know, booster slash money, alumni, all that stuff, I think UCLA has them there. Maybe uh, facilities, pretty close, I would say. But then recruiting Southern California, LA right. advantage over Washington for sure. Yeah, but Washington's been pulling those LA kids, and that's what's no, making them so good. Peterson was. Peterson was, yeah. Right. Like you can do that, but it's a lot easier to do it out of UCLA. Oh, I agree. UCLA that. has that brand down in Southern California where you're going to get that guy. But Washington's not recruited like, them for the USC. Last. Eight years. I don't know about eight years, but you know, I mean, I mean look at me. First rounders have come out of Washington last right. Yeah, years. but Chris Peterson was doing it because UCLA was so down. Like, if you elite versus elite coaching, UCLA yeah. should win those recruiting battles. I now, agree. Chip Kelly has won those against Washington the last couple of years. I just don't think it's a clear cut better job than like UCLA is not a clear cut better no, job. No, it's arguable, sure, yeah. but still. No, I mean, I, it is a good job, though. Don't get me wrong. And Virginia Tech's a great job, too. Especially the ACC where Clemson a, was this year. There's the, a lot of good jobs. You got TCU. Oh, it was a ton. I mean, not to mention like LSU and 
USC. Of course, you have those two. You got Washington, Virginia Tech, TCU. Texas Tech just closed. But obviously with the coaching carousel, you know, let's say uh, Baylor opens up. Let's say Penn State opens up. Let's say right. Iowa State opens up. Miami could open Miami up. Miami could open up. Florida State could open up. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different possibilities and potential um, things to happen that uh, it's going to be a crazy offseason. Back to your question about pulling the trigger too fast. I think I think yes and no. I think ADs are under a lot of under the microscope of like win now with all this money coming in and all this money we're paying coaches currently and unrealistic expectations from universities like Texas, you know, they've, I mean, it's unrealistic that say like we bring a new coach. Now we're going to lose one game a year instead of three, you know, like I think that's unrealistic for them to think that and they're firing these coaches. It's kind of backfiring on them at times. So I will disagree. I won't disagree that the the quick trigger thing. I definitely think you need to give a coach his due and his time. But I will disagree on this. If you're paying that coach Sarkeesian money, who's probably making $10 million a year at roughly, right. he, it needs to be better. I agree. It needs to be better. I agree. Like, I'm sorry. It needs to be better. No excuse. I, like, I agree. You give that guy that contract. You pull him from Bama. You bring him in to do what he's supposed to do. He needs to be better. Like, I'm sorry. Yes, three, we're not talking three wins, though. We're talking, we're not talking three losses. We're talking six losses. You no, know, I, we're I, talking six. This, that's a different, I, different I beast. I'm not arguing that point at all. But, but to, to, like I said, with the quick trigger thing and the, and the unrealistic expectations, you know, obviously certain programs will have higher expectations than others. But do you think athletic directors, let me phrase it differently, do you think that social media, and fans and fan perception and the chanting of let's go, you know, let's go Caleb or we want Caleb. Do you think that stuff plays into coaching decisions and factors a little too much? Do you think athletic directors do look into that? Nah. No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. You don't think the Twitter, Twitter sphere <clears throat> no, kind of plays I think, into any factor? No, I think it plays in for us, like as fans. I think the recruiting rankings play in for us as fans. You don't think that plays in like, no. recruiting rankings, social media, no. none of that stuff. I think that's all rigged. I think that's there's an agenda behind that. I think there's schools that pay. You know, I mean, Tennessee has a top fucking recruiting class in the country every single year, and they're still not good. That's because Jeremy Pruitt was actually pl- paying players. He was getting good guys. He was just paying them, and they all transferred out. Yeah, I mean, regardless, stay though, on topic. I mean, I just, I, I don't think that plays in. I don't think it plays in like all those outside factors. Um, I think it's more of what you said. Your first point is we're paying you a lot of money. Yeah. You need to have some success. Okay. I don't think it has to do like with the pressure of social media or like you don't like, think an AD is like, or I don't know, some fan. He's maybe he's on Twitter. You know, he looks around, he hears things at a bar. You know about perception of his team and his coach. You don't think any of that kind of? I just don't think ADs are that in tuned with the fans and the community as much as you think. Like, you don't they, think they're watching ESPN and listening to what Kirk Herbstreit has to say? Not really. I, I mean, think maybe they are. I, I don't really. I don't. Maybe May, a little. Maybe not. Okay, I'm not saying it's like, like all in. Like they're reading message boards on you know Texas alumni U or whatever it is, but. Everything we see, it's in their faces. You know what I mean? I go on, I go on social media and I see Dan Mullen's comments. You know what I mean? I, I go on this and I see this, and that's 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 reality. You know nowadays. what proves to me that it's not that that way? What? The committee and their rankings. That, that has nothing to do with an AD. 
well, it's all the, it's all ADs. Decisions. It's all ADs. So I think their perception. These of, are good teams. What <laughs> they, I mean, the way they, it's just the, their their viewpoint on teams and their viewpoint of how they see things really has nothing to do with how we view things. And they've shown us that. I, that, I think that's more of just bias toward Alabama. I think from it's just, what we've seen from it's the just rankings. Bias on, like it's just not necessarily like exact biases, but it just shows us their train of thought. And their train of thought is a lot different through and through than our train of thought. Mm. As fans, as you know, college football enthusiasts, I think that's what it shows us. And I think that's how they think. They think differently. Interesting. B, any comments on this? Um, I actually agree with you. Uh, I think there's an outside voice, presence, and social media buzz that gets to their office. And it's doesn't persuade them to make a decision, but it makes them think about making a decision. The only one that persuades them is boosters. They don't give a fuck about Johnny Two Strokes on per, Twitter. And guess who persuades the boosters? Fans. Herb Street. Oh, and Herb Street, yeah. Yeah, fans, Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, tail, they, the tailgate that some random fan told that booster, you know, at the bar. You know what I mean? Whatever mm-hmm. it is. I think I mean I don't think it's a big factor, but I think oh. it's it's something. One thing that was interesting that um um I listen to Paul Feinbaum sometimes. I don't. He's a fucking joke. <laughs> Fuck him. He's obviously very, very heavily SEC biased, which is fine because he's just like, he's like, you know, what? I pick Alabama to win every year because they're going to win every year. Um, but he had he said something interesting. He was talking about when Lane Kiffin was fired at USC. Pat Hayden was the AD, and uh, Pine, Paul Feinbaum was on College Game Day that day, and he said if USC loses to Arizona or like its competitor or something like that, USC should fire Lane Kiffin. And the rumor is that Pat Hayden was sitting down with the president of USC. Wow. And the president said to Joe Pat Hayden, he said, if if he loses today, you fire him. Wow. And then he fired him on the tarmac. tarmac. That was the whole famous, you know, fired him mm-hmm. off the air, off the plane situation. Jesus. So like that was a rumor that, you know, and again, from social media, from yeah. TV, that it's possible. I, I don't think, again, I... I I get both points. I don't think it's something like they're on a message board or they're, you know I mean? They have right. burner accounts or anything like that. And they're looking at, you know, Joe Schmo on the couch. He's got four likes, but I do think that there is something to be said about it, True. which is interesting. But you had some comments about the coaching carousel. I know you're waiting. Well, one, um, the rumor is uh, Michigan state um, offered a 10 year, $95 yeah, million. Not a rumor. It's, it's offered. It's offered. Yeah. So it's offered 10 years, 95 million. That's fucking Jimbo Fisher to keep, money to keep Mel. So he's yeah yeah to keep Mel Tucker. Mel he's Tucker. the se- he would be the second highest paid. Yeah, I sent this in. He would be the second highest paid coach behind Saban. Is that an and, overreaction? Or? Fuck yeah, it's an overreaction. Are you kidding me? <laughs> should, Ten years, ninety five. Should probably mil? wait till the <laughs> the game this Saturday. <laughs> if second I'm him, highest, I'm signing as fast as I fucking can. Yeah, second imagine what that buyout coach. is. Well, yeah, it's Woo! it's nine hundred million. Um, but but um, back to. I mean, Mel Tucker, I mean, we talked about it two weeks ago after that win against uh, Michigan. I was like, he's going to force Michigan State to pay him stupid money or he's going to go to LSU, who will also pay him stupid money. Not that much stupid money, but he had a lot of power in that after that football game. Man. Ten years? Yeah. Insane. After one year through a transfer program. Transfer program. Not recruits. I don't think this was deserved. I mean, I'm signing as fast as I can. Oh, he bet he should. Yeah, before you lose by 30 Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <fuck. laughs> um, but that's not what I wanted to bring up. I wanted to bring up the latest Lane rumors. 
Yeah, there's Pos- always they're always there. Where's, possible, my, where's my man going? Possible Miami next coach. What? Lane Kiffin. Heard that. Just stay put. I um, don't. I don't think that's. I've heard that. I think Miami's okay with Manny Diaz. I think he's they had that enough. fucking meeting on Monday with all former players. Yeah, well, Miami. Uh, hey, if that's the, always a thing. The Hurricanes get Lane Kiffin though. Sign me up. That'd be fun. They would love that. Yeah. Oh. Michael Irvin, they would be at every single game. Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, they would be there on the sideline just with the chains out. They would go crazy. Absolutely. My other point was, I think Lincoln Riley's the next coach at LSU. You think that's real? I think it's real. Okay. I think Lincoln Riley's going to LSU. I didn't even hear that as a a rumor. So it started like... Like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, where it was like, well, there's a plane going, fucking, a private jet going from Norman, Oklahoma to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. There's It's flight watching season, baby. Yeah, it was like legitimately like they're like the flights are happening. It was remember like Urban Meyer was flying to Texas and it yes. was like, why is he staying at this hotel in Austin? Yeah. Like they did that with Lincoln Riley. Wow. Yeah. And it was pretty like it had some some grounds where like That's Oklahoma, not bad. Oklahoma beat writers were coming out saying like, what are you guys talking about? He's at practice today. He's like, they had to comment on it. It was so much like a lot of pole. steam. Yeah. There's a lot of steam. A lot of steam. So I, I do think based on the way this is going for Oklahoma this year, Lincoln Riley goes LSU. Where there's where there's smoke, there's a fire. Um, you think that kid, uh, Brennan, leaves if he gets Lincoln? Who? Oh, Miles Brennan? Miles Brennan. Well, they still have Max Johnson there. It's interesting. You know what's also interesting is Caleb Williams' choice of college was between LSU and Oklahoma. Wow. Which is also weird. But I don't I don't know. Reportedly there's an offer out there. Like that's the rumor now that it's like eighty million, something like that. Nine years, eighty million, something like that in that range. Woo. Lincoln Riley, go to LSU and take one of those fucking quarterbacks from Ohio State and let's roll. Oh my God. <laughs> one of them. Oh my God. And LSU's Back on the map. LSU's fucking back. I don't quick. know, man. Like, if so, they get one of the Ohio State guys, no, I'm not even talking about that. If oh, Lincoln Riley, about that. like Lincoln, Lincoln Riley, Riley situation, um, f- because for me, is in your guys' opinion, is going from Oklahoma to LSU an, an upgrade in a coaching job? I think it's a push. I think it's exact. It's they're both arguably five to ten, five to twelve. You know what I mean? They're both in that range. Yeah. Like, they're both very elite. Obviously, they're both going to be in the SEC. They're both very elite football programs. Elite uh, facilities. Elite recruiting capabilities in that area. You know, like, money. Like, they've got all of the same tools. And Oklahoma almost has a more consistent program. So, it's like, I don't, I don't, for me, I don't know why Lincoln Riley would make that move, personally. When he's already established something in Oklahoma. Yeah. I, I mean, I, who knows? But people see LSU and they get all giddy over it. And and the my other point is, if you're an LSU guy, what does Lincoln Riley do for you that's really going to push you to beat Nick Saban at that point, right? Like, I'm not saying he's a bad football coach. I'm not. But what I'm saying is... There's an argument I heard the other day. It's, you know, is Lincoln Riley a top five coach in college football right now? And some people said absolutely. Some people said no. And it, it's a... I mean... You can't question his ability to breed quarterbacks or make quarterbacks better. He has a he has a Heisman candidate every single year as a quarterback since yeah. he's been there. But you know, big games like well, playoff it, games. He's lost two playoff games. But to me, it's like okay, he's going to go there. He's going to have an elite offense, 
and he's not going to have a good defense. Like, we thought this year was the year that he right. was going to have that elite defense and be better, and it didn't happen. Right. So for me, it's like, LSU, this is a very big letdown year for Lincoln Riley. Like, why are you going to go out of your way to get a guy that hasn't proven that he can make that extra effort and jump? Like, if you're going to make such a big splash in the college football recruiting world. Like, for me, I'm like... So it's just going to be an elite offense again with a shitty defense. Like, right. why why even make that move to me for them? Like, the fit to me just doesn't make sense personally. I don't know if you guys feel the same. It just doesn't make sense for me. Uh, if I'm Lincoln Riley, I stay put. Yeah. And if I'm LSU, it's not something I'm looking at. But if they got him, would I be disappointed? Probably not. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll get. Do you think it happens? I think it could. So interesting. I think it's a possibility for and sure. And so, and you think Lane leaves Oxford? I don't see. I don't know if he does. I don't know why. They, that doesn't make sense to me for him to leave. Like, I I don't see top fifteen school in the nation right now. Yeah, and they got tons of money. They're in the SEC. They're competitive. They're having a I, good year. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think actually. he leaves. I really don't think Lane leaves. But we'll see. I, I honestly, I think he only leaves if for USC. That's what I think too. I I said it early. But I not, think it's no shot that Lane happens. Kiffin, no shot that happens. weirdly is like, I'm not saying he's running college football, but he is like a figure in college football right now, like a very, very high figure right now. Well, USC boosters already said that book is fucking closed, but I'm not even talking about USC now. Like I'm just talking about Lane right, Kiffin's yeah. like stock in general, right? Well, just his like aura. His... Exactly. Like you, you, you texted us the other day and was like, why the fuck is Lane Kiffin the celebrity guest picker right now? And I'm like. Because people want to talk to Lane Kiffin. People want to listen to Lane Kiffin. Like, he makes funny comments about the whole Tennessee bullshit with you the You want to watch Ole Miss games. You want to watch Ole Miss games. Yeah. They're fun. They're exciting. You know it's what true. I mean? Like, Lane Kiffin is, like, a very hot commodity right now. Honestly, I think he's Alabama's next football coach when Saban leaves. Wow. That's interesting. I mean, no, that's slow hard down. Slow down. because Saban hates him. Saban hates him. They hate each other, so it's like... And Saban's going to pick that next one. Saban's supposed to pick the next one. So yeah, he he'll pick, is. He'll pick Fickle. Wow. But it's like... Wow. but So there, there brings up the next point. Would Lane then go to LSU to try and say, fuck you to Saban? You know what I mean? It's, oh, yeah. It's interesting. I personally think he fits perfect at Ole Miss. So do I. I think he's great there. I think it I think has to be a USC or... What else would be the next biggest one? Georgia. Ohio State. Ohio State. It would have to be something bigger. Yeah. It would have to be to that elite level for him to leave. Because I think Ole Miss is a good program for him, I honestly. I think they, he does a nice job there. I agree. All right. Standing O Team of the Week. B, who's your standing O Team of the Week? Uh, Ole Miss. I mean, we're talking enough about Lane Kiffin. Ole Miss. Putting it to UCY. Putting it to you, dog. Love it. Fucking love it. <laughs> All right. Then fucking Baylor. Yeah. I deserve that. Who's your standing on Team of the Week? He just Baylor. said Baylor. Okay. I, de- I deserved yeah. all that. Uh, right up your suck hole. Yeah. You want to fucking throw it at me. <laughs> yeah, you should. I didn't call Oklahoma a top five team in the nation. True. Preseason, I did. <laughs> I, uh, we all did. <laughs> and, and I called them six after Cincy. Who's right. yours? Um... I th- I think it I mean it should be Kansas yeah so <laughs> give give Kansas its love I mean you want to talk a program that's legitimately like I said the worst program in the country to winning a game against Texas that's a big deal um, but it's also it's also Michigan though at the same time like Michigan winning on the road in Happy Valley um, whiteout game very impressive good for Harbaugh good for that program it sets up for a huge matchup down the road between Ohio State and Michigan 
And I'm all fucking for that. Cheese dick of the week. B, who's your cheese dick? I was between two, but I'm going to settle on just kind of a, the chalk. And I think uh, Auburn. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, they were cheese dick. I don't even yeah. think that's very chalk, but that's a good one. That's yeah, pretty chalk. I, I think gave... there's one that's very chalk. That should be, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some upsets, but yeah, Auburn. Go ahead and say it. Texas. Yeah. I mean, Texas. It has to be. And Sarkeesian. I mean, just... Sark. Um, shit. Dan Mullins could be on there for the fucking 50th time in a row. But I've said him too many times. We've said him as a cheese dick. He's going to be cheese dick award winner of the year. Oh, he for sure is. Yeah. Cheese dick of the year. We'll We're see. We're going to have to have our end of the year awards. And him, it's him and James Franklin. James For cheese dicks of the year? Yeah. I've said James Franklin a lot, too. Uh, we'll we'll get into the awards. All right. Okay, more? No, it's Texas. I mean, they're, they're really... That is the lock answer here i mean there's nothing else to be said yeah true all right playoff committee uh rankings came out yesterday we're not doing live reaction because we're filming on wednesday instead of tuesday um i watched the playoff committee show which is fucking stupid by the way they have to have it half an hour to give us the rankings that are usually pretty spot on to the week before like (laughs) just give us the rankings we don't need to watch a whole show on it um i think it's kind of stupid but not much changes. No. I mean, it's not worth getting upset about like we did last week. How I still understand how Michigan is ahead of Michigan State. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. And why play games? Yeah, why play games? Why play games? They're they're proving that with, with Oregon over yes. Ohio State, and then they turn right around two spots later. But I think that gives the option for them to say Oregon, Ohio State can jump Oregon. I think that's what that says to me. Yeah, I think it's all going to work itself out. I mean, no teams are going to lose still. They or they have to. I mean, Bama plays Georgia, so um, what I did see that of the playoff committee though is they have solidified Cincinnati at five again, hmm. and they came out and said they are solid at five, like they're not getting jumped pretty much, and they were pretty adamant in their what the way they said it that they're a solid five. I don't like the look on your face. Michigan will jump them. But if then, they if, win, then that means the Ohio State will fall back. Yes. So that means they'd be in, I think. Right. But so my point we, is Michigan or Ohio State, both of them are in over Cincinnati. But there's no, what he's saying is five, though. Like, who? They're not moving from five until some, some shit happens. I don't know if Michigan will jump them. Yeah. You think? Yeah, I guess if they beat Ohio State, they'll jump them. Yes. They already put them above Michigan State. Would Michigan State jump them? Yes, if they went out too, yeah. We're just getting slapped in the face. But I mean, I, I still see. I think there's an easy road. I think Cincinnati's going to get in. If they take care of business, they're going to get in. I'm not worried about them being undefeated and, get, and not being in. I'm really there's con- still a way, and you know it. Oh, there is absolutely a way. If Alabama beats Georgia, Oregon, Ohio State went out, they're out. There's there's a couple teams that are still. Very sneaky in this whole situation. They're, what we're doing, though, with the Oklahoma loss, though, is we're losing teams behind them that can jump them. And that is key. Yeah, no, the Oklahoma loss was huge. That's huge. It's but, bigger than people think for Cincinnati, especially. But at the end of the day, like, if Oklahoma still wins out... They're done. Oklahoma's not getting in. And Oklahoma State has a great argument, too. Oklahoma State has a chance. I'll give you that. Like, they, they both have good arguments. Oklahoma's not getting in. Oklahoma is not getting in. I guarantee that. I will fucking... Timestamp that bitch right now. I Oklahoma is not getting in the playoffs. You can't not say Oklahoma is not in the playoff when they've been in the playoff almost every year. The playoff has existed. 
Like well, they, the well, committee wants to put Oklahoma in. They do, but they, they want them they, in. They're too far down there, and they just lost. I mean, I don't think they're going to win out. So they're I don't gonna, think so either. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, never say never for what we've seen this season. I'm saying and never. what we've seen to I'm happen. In college so football. if they went out, Bama loses the Georgia. Everyone else, I still, Oregon wins out. Ohio State wins out. Cincinnati wins out. You think Oklahoma's in? No, they need anarchy. They need like. Ohio State to to lose to like the Big Twelve championship. They need, oh Wisconsin will do it too. <laughs> then they need like Oregon to lose. They and then Oregon, you know Cincinnati loses the game. Okay, Oklahoma's or, right back in it. Oregon's <sighs> a dog this weekend, they but then are. Notre Dame's in. Exactly. Notre Dame. Notre Dame is interesting. We're living in a world where it could be Georgia, Bama, Cincinnati, Notre Dame. Wouldn't sure, surprise me. sure could. Wouldn't surprise me. And, and, and that's so realistic, it's especially scary. if you think Utah's any has any shot. It would this be weekend. two SEC teams, an American team, and an independent That'd team. That'd be fucking wild. There'd be one conference champion in the Power Five in there. But how lost? That's how, it. But to me, they could. The committee could have dropped Bama this week because A and M loses again, and that's another bad. They won't. They, they love them. They're not going to drop them until they lose. They won't drop taking, them. Until and, they lose and, in the SEC. And which is why I am terrified that they will go from two to three after a loss. No shot. No. Zero chance. They're not getting in with two losses if those other teams win. I, I, I don't want it it's to not happen. Gonna happen. I think it's not. No, I think they go to seven if they lose Georgia in the SEC. Yeah. No, they will not go to seven. They'll yes. go to five. I no. guarantee no. they will go to five. No. Yes, they will. Seven. They're going to lose to the number one team in the country, go from two to seven. I think they could it just depends. It doesn't even matter. Like it doesn't even matter if they go from two to five, two to seven. All I'm saying is never say never. I'm softening the blow for when that potentially happens. No, it it's not team. happening. Don't do I don't it. want it to happen. A two loss Bama team's not gonna get in not this ahead year. of an undefeated Cincinnati. Not team. this year. Okay. I really hope not. I, I like I really I, hope right. not. I think your argument's more valid about Michigan jumping Cincinnati than it is about Bama losing and staying ahead of them. I I'm not arguing that it's going to happen. I just, Michigan, I just don't want it Michigan to happen. Michigan State could fuck everything up this weekend. So I don't see that happening. <laughs> well, let's get in the games. Let's All right. talk about them. Week 12 games that start with uh, the battle out west. Um, local to us, it's usually a huge rivalry. Haven't heard much because these teams kind of suck. UCLA at USC. UCLA is a three-point favorite. What do you like in this game? UCLA. Yeah. This, this game... Uh, disappointing where we're at with both these teams i, I mean know. both these teams at one point were once the usc highest they got was probably like 13 mm-hmm. ucla 10 at one point unranked in the in the dumps the, who cares give me ucla the one thing you can say about this game you can throw out the records and throw out the the, the past when it comes to this game it's just a, a true rivalry game and it's you know these teams hate each other and they're and, gonna get after it and go watch a, a couple nfl draft picks in this game yeah, and I'll, I'm gonna watch Drake London, and I'm gonna take SC. SC. You know what's funny is UCLA is actually six and four. Like that's not disgustingly but, but bad. But we're talking about UCLA one loss team potentially win the pack a couple no. weeks ago. They're falling off a but huge train. They're but they're building something there. They I will say I still like where that direction is. This they year. are. I'm um, taking SC this week. Barely lost to Oregon. They beat LSU. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take SC yeah. just with the fact they're gonna get up for that coach. Um, they want to send him out the right way. I mean, he might stick stick around. They might keep him on staff because yeah, he's, he's not a good be head coach. He's a really good recruiter, actually. So, but he's not a head coach. But he might be on staff, uh, or he'll get picked up somewhere on the West Coast. All right, two teams coming off disappointing losses. 
Iowa State loses on a 62-yard field goal at the end of regulation. Bomb. At Texas Tech. Um, Oklahoma loses at Baylor. Iowa State travels to Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a four-point favorite. Who bounces back and gets a W? B? I don't even know who uh, Iowa State (laughs) is anymore, man. I'm going to say Oklahoma bounces back. They're at home, right? Oklahoma's at home. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to say Oklahoma bounces back. I think Lincoln Riley's pretty pissed off. He's going to get these boys up. I'm going to take Iowa State. I think... uh... A lot of too much noise going on at Oklahoma right now. I think it's just bad news. I think they could lose all three of their wow. final games. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't I am so lost on this game. Like with B said, like I can't predict any of these teams. Iowa State's coach, what's his name? Matt Campbell. Matt, Matt Campbell, Campbell had a really alarming press conference. I, I didn't, love Matt Campbell. I don't like his press conference. I love him. I'd I'd love for um, him to be a coach at Notre Dame. I can't believe they've lost four games. Right. Give me um give me Iowa State here though. I'll take Iowa State. I don't I guess. I don't know. Flip a fucking coin. I do not feel good about this game at all. No, I hate it. All right. Um my Demon Deacons travel to Yours, huh? Oh no. I just, <laughs> like he's staying on that? <laughs> he's, he's staying on it. <laughs> Clemson. Clemson's a four point favorite. Give me Wake Forest. What has Clemson proven to us that they deserve anything but Wait, Clemson's the favorite? Yeah, four point. Wow. Wake Forest is a four point dog. Wow. Give me the Demon Deacons. I'm on it. Fuck All Clemson. Right. Wow. B? Clemson's lost three games to ranked opponents, Pitt, Georgia, and NC State. I think they lose another one. Ooh. You don't think they're a top 25 team, huh? I, you know, I would not be. I'm going to go on record and be like, I'm not going to be surprised they go and kick Wake Forest's ass. And we're like, okay. The is a dumpster. I would be very surprised. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't actually. I'm going to pick Clemson in this game. I'm going to pick Wake Forest because... Clemson has beat the teams they're supposed to beat, but the ranked teams that are good, have good quarterbacks, have beaten them this year. This is like that game where I'm like, I'm pissed off that Clemson's the favorite because I'm like, I would love to bet plus money on Clemson here, but but, but look, like Leary's beating them, Pickett. Yeah. I mean, the good quarterbacks. JT Daniels. like they, Good quarterbacks. Yeah. Sure. I, I, Clemson still has a good defense. They do. Give me Clemson. All right. Our game, need this one. Um, got flexed into a primetime-ish spot. I think it's a 12.30 kick on the West Coast, so 3.30 kick out there. SMU travels to Cincinnati. SMU at one loss. They lost a tough game. to Oh, two losses now. Um, that was a bad loss. They lost yeah, two weeks ago. This one. Um, it's a big game for Cincinnati. 11.5 point favorites. They, this was the, one of the games I circled in the American Conference coming in. They need to take care of business in this. I'll take Cincinnati, and I have them covering. They're on my bet sheet. I'm going to give you guys in a little bit. Give me the Bearcats. This is the game they're going to get up for. They got to take care of business. They need to get this game done. I mean, SMU is that team that's like they should be ranked, and then they get kind of disappointing losses, but they're still a scary team. Yeah, very. Like, don't sleep on them. Don't, uh, you know, come unprepared into this football game, Bearcat Nation. So um, give me Cincinnati, of course. 87% of the bets are coming in on SMU. Wow. wow. And I'm going to tell you right now, mortal lock. Cincinnati blows these fuckers out. Love that. Love you and that. I love that. Fire me up. How many units we put on it? Uh, whatever you give me. Whatever, whatever uh, max you give units? me. Divide by my bank account. Max units? I would, I would max it out if I could. Max unit bet of the year <laughs> for B. Yes. Max unit bet for B. 
give he's me giving the, you the max. Yes. Wow. Yes. I just I'm just trying to confirm for our audience. So confirming so this they, is my modal lock. There, there's gonna be a lot of people fucking piss off you if they don't cover this game, including myself. All right. Okay. All right, Bearcats, let's go. Um, Arkansas travels to Bama. Bama's a 20 and a half point favorite. Ugh. I mean, I don't think Arkansas is as good as K Morg does. Give me Bama in the points. Give me Arkansas points. Wow. Yeah, I think they're going to cover that. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to cover that. I think uh, Bryce Young is going to separate himself this weekend in the the Heisman. He's got the stats already. It's Bama. He's going to put on another five. Good stuff. All right. Um, I think the game of the week, I think it's better than the other game, but uh, Oregon at Utah. Utah is a three-point favorite. Oregon on the road. This is the biggest test of the year for Oregon besides that Ohio State game, which they already passed. Oregon's starting to come a little bit back into their own after losing Verdell. They're seeing a little bit more of their identity. They struggled last week, kind of, but I felt like they they played well. Um, they've had some bad, bad weather games. I like the Ducks. Give me the Ducks. Um, I've been on them all year. I've been riding with them. They, they disappoint in some games, but I think in games like this, like we saw at UCLA, they get up for they all lose games like they played against Washington State or the Stanford one we saw. But games like at Utah where they're underdogs, people are watching them, is when they kind of they show out. So give me the Ducks. Um, in my head, I, I want to pick Utah just for, for Cincinnati's playoff purposes. But Ducks, 15, you know, 14th, 15th in the nation in turno- turnover differential. Get the ball away from Utah. Go win the game. You you got to win this game. I'm, I'm taking Ducks. Okay. Honest question. Who do you think has a better chance to beat Oregon, or excuse me, Georgia, Oregon, or Cincinnati? Cincinnati. To beat Georgia? Yeah. Cincinnati. We watched, Cincinnati. We watched it happen in front of our face last Cincinnati. year. Cincinnati. So for me, it's like... The same team. Georgia has the same team. For me, I, for, I forgot to bring this up, but I'm starting to think Cincinnati, like honestly, should be ranked higher than Oregon. Like they're Fair. undefeated, they should be two. I mean, yeah, it should be two, three, like, four. And I, like, should be I five. looked at it and I thought about it this week, and I was like, Cincinnati's undefeated, and Oregon's loss is to a bad Stanford team. Like Stanford, like at one point was playing better, but they've turned out to be really bad, right? Like really fucking bad this year, and it was a bad loss. So for me, I don't know that was just a, a side point that I thought about Oregon, but Utah's kind of the same way. You know, they lost early to San Diego State, who isn't a bad football team, but then they lost to BYU also. And then, like now, they're kind of coming alive. They change quarterbacks. They're figuring it out. Obviously, they're coached very well um, at home, which is a very tough environment to play. I've said it before. I'm not sold on Oregon. I'm going to take Utah in this game. Wow. I mean, I think a lot of people are. I mean, that's not surprising. I think a lot of the the country is going to ride Utah at home. I mean, they're fucking favored in Vegas right now. So my thing, what's really interesting about this game is these teams are kind of polar opposites of their history of their teams. Usually it's Oregon with the high scoring offense, kind of a weaker defense, Utah with the power defense, not as good as offense. Now Utah is a really good offense this year. Their defense is not as good as it have been in the past. Oregon with a really good defense, their offense is not as high scoring as it has been in the past. So, it's going to be interesting. These two teams kind of match up with each other. It's going to be a good football game. It's going to be. I'm very excited for this one. Um, the other game of the week is Michigan State at Ohio State. Game day. 
Uh, that's game day this yep. week. Yep, it's a game day. Ohio State Columbus. is a 19 point favorite at Michigan State. B, who do you like? He said it 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ohio State's going to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Mich- Michigan State has the 129th ranked passing defense in college football. It's Purdue ate him up in the air. It's a bad matchup. Purdue ate him up in the air. Michigan ate him up in the air. Yeah. What the fuck is Olave and Wilson going to do in this game? Jackson and Jigma. Come on, Jigma, dude. Don't disrespect my guy. And Marvin Harrison's kid. But this is going to be a route. But you know what? Like, it's not going to be like a 40-point route. It'll be closer than people think, but they they cover. I think (laughs) it'll be like... 35-point route. I think it'll be close to the number. You know what's funny? I think think the first half will be competitive. I think maybe they keep it within 10 in the first half, something like that. Here's what's I Actually, I'm on the other train of that. I think, you know, first half, they're up 28, 35 points. They slow down. I think they slow down. I think Michigan State has a fourth quarter surge to maybe cover the points, but no, see, no, no chance. I don't see game. that happening. I, I don't. I think if bro, it's early def- Ohio State, their early, defense could get broken down by Kenneth Walker. Yeah, but they're not going to be able to run the ball if they're down early that much. But that's how they beat. I mean, but I know it, they they were down sixteen. Not you know, God knows what it could be. But if Saturday, Kenneth, but, Kenneth Walker can run the ball and they can control it and keep the ball out of Stroud's hands. And Ohio State's, we've seen their run defense be vulnerable at times. We saw it week one against Minnesota. They ran down their throat. If we Kenneth Walker's and Michigan State's offense is a better run offense than that Minnesota attack was. So that's how it could be close. If they control the ball and Kenneth Walker has a field day, he has another Heisman moment. Like he did in that. Oh, that Michigan that would game. be fucking unbelievable. But I think Michigan State keeps it somewhat close first half, and I think. Alave and Wilson just I'm end kind up of leaning blowing, towards that. Blowing okay. by them That's kind of how I see the game going. Eventually, those DBs are just going to get worn I down. I think it gets turned off at halftime, and then we're like, hey, we should probably turn this back on in the fourth. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our free picks. Last week, I posted them on Instagram. I will do the same this week. I'll give them to you on here as well, and then I'll post the card. Last week, I went six and six. Yeah. Just yeah. If you picked your best six games like we tell you, you just be six and zero, oh, but you just spread yourself. No, too thin. I, I like it. Um, he loves units. I'm going to take Houston minus eight and a half against Memphis. Houston's a good football team. Memphis is okay, but I think uh, those they're those up for like seven Friday night two days ago. Yeah, they're getting bet up. Yeah, um, but give me Houston in that. I like Boston College. I've been kind of on them ever since uh, Kim Morg's guys been back. Kovic, baby. Yeah. So and they won outright as dogs last week on my card. So they they're a point and a half favorite. Give me Boston College at home this week. I like Purdue at Northwestern. Purdue just got beat up last week. I don't think they're that bad of a team. I think Northwestern is that bad of a team. Uh, Purdue's 11-point favorites on the road. Give me them. Uh, Give me Iowa. Iowa's a tough team to play at home. They're still playing for something. They have a chance to represent the West in the Big Ten. Uh, They're 12-point favorites at home against Illinois. I like Iowa in that game. Um, Notre Dame. I've been on Notre Dame a lot this year as well, my bet slip. Uh, At home against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's not terrible, but it's only 17 points. Um, I think Notre Dame covers that easily. Notre Dame's still playing for something as well. They have a chance to backdoor into the college football playoff. Give me Blaine's lock. Cincinnati Bearcats, 11.5 points against SMU. Uh, We discussed that already, that game. Um, We love the Bearcats. B says max units. Um, I have two games on here that I was kind of, wasn't going to take it off, wasn't going to keep it on. I'll keep them on. 
Michigan minus 15 at home against Maryland. Michigan, this is the thing that scares me about it, is just a look ahead for Ohio State. They could have let down a little bit. But the thing about Michigan, they've taken care of the games they need to take to, taken care of all year. And they've kind of blown out this bottom half of the team, bottom half Big Ten teams. So I think they'll take care of business. I am a little bit sketchy on it. Don't put the house on it just because they have the Ohio State game coming up. They could look ahead. But if they stay focused, I think they have a chance to, to be okay. Next, I have the over in Virginia and Pitt. The, um, the one thing I'll say about this game, I am only going to take this if Armstrong plays. I know he's banged up. So don't take the over unless Armstrong plays. I think he's trending in that right direction. But over 66, Virginia and Pitt, if Armstrong plays. Other game I'm kind of sketchy about as well is Baylor. Um, they're one-point dogs at Kansas State. Or they might be. You said they're a favorite now in that game. Um, Baylor I, coming off. I the, still have them as whoa. I still have them as a dog. One-point dog. Yeah. So give me Baylor. I know they're coming off an emotional win. This could be a letdown. I still think they win the game. I think they're coached well though. I think they are coached well. Defense they, and uh, defense and running the ball travel well. Give me ba- Give me Baylor plus one or money line or whatever your book says. Uh, Oregon. I like Oregon. We talked about it already. Oregon plus three or Stay Oregon money line. away. I like this. From that football game. <laughs> uh, lock of the week, Oklahoma State minus 10.5 against Texas Tech. Get this early on your books because I know Oklahoma State's going to get bet up. Texas Tech coming off an emotional win that they probably shouldn't have won that game. They almost blew it late against Iowa State. Oklahoma State's a much better team. Oklahoma State's a good Oklahoma State game. is on the verge of winning the Big 12. They're doing everything they can. Verge of a playoff. They are they are a look ahead as well with Oklahoma. That's going to be a scary thing this weekend. Is look at the games the next week. College football is key on teams looking ahead. We saw that with Baylor two weeks ago with TCU looking ahead to the Oklahoma game. It happens all the time. But Oklahoma State's a better team. I think they cover this. Um, and lastly, <laughs> give me Hawaii. Hawaii plus two and a half at home against Colorado State. <laughs> Hawaii at home against Colorado State. Save your day or absolutely destroy your day on this. So those are my free picks. I will post them again. Um, college football. Unbelievable. A lot of content. A lot of content. A lot of content. All right. NFL week 10. This was a, a very interesting week from my perspective because usually I'm like dialed in on my team's game and then kind of wait, watch highlights later, kind of digest everything. Obviously, the Bengals had a bye this week. I was able to really sit down and really examine a lot of these games, a lot of these teams. So this was, you know, by far the most NFL I've watched all season. Um, and there's a lot we got to talk about. Let's start with the competition. Um, let's start with B. B had three points this week, totaling 40 for the year. Fuck out of my face. Lost the Cardinals as his lock, so he lost another lock. Um, I, I got to go and, back and listen to the episode. I don't think that's confirmed, but... Ups- you know, keep going. Upset I was I don't like when CY is totaling the points. It's fucking yeah. rigged. Oh, now it's rigged. I'll, I'll total Up- the points next week. Upset was Thanks, uh, the Falcons. They got absolutely scorched. <laughs> fucking trash, <laughs> dude. Um, I had six points totaling fifty-five. My lock was the Bucks, who lost, so I lost another lock. Um, but I hit an upset. I had the Dolphins Thursday night football. They win that game. Um, I've lost one upset and two locks, which is fucking. That just like, speaks for how. Weird the NFL has been. It's true. This year. Um, K-Morg with the the winner of the week. Eight points. He's up to 47. Um, he hit his lock with the Colts, and he hit his upset in person with the Niners. So, big week for K-Morg. That's fucking huge. 
Nothing um, new, boys. Mac, with only three points, he drops down to third place at 44. He lost his lock as well with the Bucks. Oh, let and, me catch him. And that Drive to Tampa? Tampa. Oh, my fuck. Let me catch him. And upstairs was the Falcons as well. Nice call, jackass. All right. <laughs> Let's start. Thursday Night Football. Dolphins upset the Ravens 22-10. to 10. The cookbook is out on fucking Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And you know who wrote the goddamn cookbook? The fucking Cincinnati Bengals wrote the fucking cookbook. They are playing cover zero, loading the box, giving different pressures at him, and they can't fucking do anything with it. And it's alarming. It's very alarming with the Baltimore Ravens because they're doing the same thing over and over again, and it's been three weeks in a row. They lose to Cincinnati, they get blown out. They barely beat the Vikings in overtime in a very close game. Mm -hmm. And then they get waxed against Miami, which was a waxing. They only scored 10 points. It was. I mean, it's a short week, though. Short week. Okay, well, let's go back deeper. You have the fucking game against the Lions they should have lost. Yeah, Um, 66-yard boomer. Yeah, at the end of regulation, they had an overtime win against someone else that was very close. So... What do we think on the Ravens? Like, you know how I feel, obviously. What are your guys' thoughts on the Ravens? They're they're bound to get caught. I've been saying all year they've been lucky. They've been lucky to get out of games. They were lucky to get out of the the Colts game. They got caught. That was another one. The Colts one. Yes. Um, I watched Thursday. Mark Andrews was open a lot. But Lamar Lamar Jackson is not finding him when they send that. When they send the house on him. Which is weird because he's usually their fucking go-to guy only is yeah. Lamar Jackson to Mark Andrews. That's the way his fucking security blanket is. And one of the keys I've always said, like... And he was open. Like, it wasn't like he wasn't which open. Which is weird. Which is very yeah. weird. So, I, if They're, I'm a Ravens fan, I'm fucking concerned. I don't know. I'm, I think it's really I'm biased, concerning honestly. because, I mean, people joke about it, like on Twitter or whatever, but any... Any person on Madden, I know it's not Madden, but any person on Madden is beating that defense. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You don't have one guy on your field that could go beat the one-on-one on the outside. Or Lamar, you don't have like, hey, they're sending eight. I need to throw it in a half a second. That's they, what most quarterbacks, the good quarterbacks, best stats are against a defense like that. They send the house on them, boom, out. Guess what? A two-yard pass becomes a forty-yard pass. Well, there's a they reason have to yeah. make those plays. There's a They're reason not you don't it. you don't zero blitz to Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. You just don't you don't do that. You don't zero blitz those guys. So, I I am a I am alarmed with you know Baltimore like going forward. One thing I will say is you know credit to Miami in this game. They they've been playing better football the last few weeks. But what the fuck's going on with Miami as well? They don't start Tua. They say he's an emergency backup. His fingers fucking cracked. Yeah. But then he comes in and plays like ja- the second half of the Jacoby game. Jacoby Bursette got his knee rolled up on. And he... I I don't know what it is. It's one or two things for me with Tua. Go ahead. And I want to hear you guys' take on it. One, he sucks and they're trying to hide him as much as possible. Or two, they're just absolutely fucking around his career. I think both are possible. Okay. Um... Because last year it showed when he he wasn't terrible, but they would try to bring in Fitzpatrick in the fourth quarter as some sort of, you know, I don't know, blanket there. But this this year I'm like, okay, they're just gonna ride to it. And then he like he's okay. 
okay, no, he's not. They're a dumpster fire. And then, I'm, then I'm on here calling Miami a dumpster fire. He gets hurt. Jacoby starts. And then, like you said, you're like, okay. If two was healthy, why didn't you just let him fucking exactly. play? Well, I don't know if he was like fully healthy. It's a finger issue. But how many quarterbacks have we seen just tape up their fingers and go play football? If he was good enough to win them the football game, he right. would just start. Just start. So, yes. One, I think they're trying to hide that he's not great. But two, just let him fail then. You drafted yeah. him what? Was it pick five? Pick five. It was a first-round quarterback. Two? Yeah. Two, wasn't he? No. Oh, three. Oh, yeah, he was three. three. He was three. three. Yeah, Herbert went five or six. Burrow, Chase Young. Then two. Okay, but just don't hide it, though. Let him fail. Like, just. What do you think, K-Morg? Do you think Tua sucks, or do you think that they're fucking around his career too much in Miami? I actually don't think Tua's as bad as we think. Interesting. And that was I was kind of leaving. So I was you think leaving. Flores is dumbass, or what? That's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah, Brian Flores. I don't know. I just I think the Dolphins are just a fucking like they're not a full on dumpster fire. I call them a full on dumpster fire two weeks ago. Losing they, they, the losing the Jags. And now they're winning games though. I know. They're, they're starting to win games. They put it on the Ra- and Ravens are a playoff team, regardless of what you think. <laughs> they put it on them like they did. dominated them. No, they did. They they I mean pillar to post like uh, this is this is the Dolphins team we thought was gonna come out all year you know I mean yeah, defensively right, yeah, right, fucking right. dirty team the, exactly. they still have a very glaring issue they can't run the fucking football I text came Morgan I was like Javon Holland's a fucking dude yeah the Oregon very team. good fucking don't have him on now, don't now have him on punt return though no yeah, I, don't, yeah, I don't, don't like it. that hate it no but the Dol- like they drafted well you know Waddle Holland Eichenberg those are the three first picks and they're all fucking legitimate guys on their team like. They've got the players. Like, it's just weird. Like, they have zero run game. Like, that's still a huge glaring issue. Yeah, Gaskin's a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah, and it's like... But he's... I mean, they could figure that out. They might not be bad. I think they're going to win some games at the end of the year. I think they're going to I think second half, they're going to have a decent record. Like, I don't know if they'll be above 500, but the last eight games, I could see them going 4-4. Four and four. Um, You know, but, they're going to beat the Jets this week, I think. I, just, I don't... They have weapons on the outside. I know they can't run the ball... The line's kind of mediocre, but they're getting better. I think their defense is good. Like, what needs to happen? Are they a Brees hallway from being good, Ooh. or is Tua not good? Like, I I'm starting to think that they're gonna blow the fucking thing up. Like, they're gonna blow it all up, including in Flores. No, no. I think they keep him and they blow everything else they're, up. They're drafting great. Not really though. The twenty the 2021 draft was good, but the 2020 draft hasn't proven anything yet. Austin Jackson's been a fucking open door, a doggy door at left tackle. <laughs> True. Ja- Jackson and Tua aren't and Tua's nothing, been nothing special. Too. And who was the third pick they had who's not been great? Um, in their 2020 draft, they had another guy who hasn't performed either. So the 2021 draft, you could say, yes, they did well, really yeah. well. But the 2020 draft, I just don't know. Like Those guys got to perform better because it was three first-round picks. But you can't do this thing where you're going to keep two on the sideline if – let him fail. I agree with you. Let him fail. And if he doesn't fail, guess what? You have a good football team. Yeah. Go um, get it. Go get a running back. Go get another lineman. Oh, the other guy they had is the corner who's been dog shit. The kid from Auburn, Noah Iguana. How do you fucking say his name? I mean, regardless, we're spending a lot of time on the Dolphins, but <laughs> they're like, but but you're right. Tua needs. To play every down of football, and they need to stop doing the the coaching thing. You know what I mean? Like, okay, 
Don't do the Jacoby Brissett thing. Don't do the Tua thing. And you play good football. Is what it is. I'll be interested to see how the Ravens bounce back this week. They have a game they should win. So, yeah. I mean, we talked a lot about the Dolphins and the Ravens, but the Ravens desperately need to bounce back from this game. They have to. Um, yeah. They have to. I think, especially in that division, this division is going to be a very telling week because all four teams need to have a bounce back. Um, we'll talk about the other games and we'll kind of talk about yeah. what they're looking forward to, but let's move on. Cowboys absolutely fist fuck the Falcons. 43 to 3. Um, Dak was good. The offense was incredible. Zeke looked really good in this game. CeeDee Lamb with two tugs. Um, they, I think they they like kicked a field goal at the end of the first half to go up like, what was it, like 33 to 3 at half or 30 to 3, something like that. How good are the Cowboys? When they utilize CeeDee as their number one option, whew. That boy with the ball is another level. And I called for it. I called for it last week. I knew it was my upset, but I called for it. Give Tony Pollard the ball. He's good in the screen game. He's good running the ball. He's explosive. And it makes Zeke run better. This offense is more dynamic when it's a dual threat now. It's not a Zeke 25 carry team. It's drop back 30 times. Get your running backs involved in different ways. And they are a scary football team. So do you think... Okay, more that the Broncos game was just a letdown, or is that something to be concerned with going forward with the Cowboys? Like, does this say more about them, or last week when they lost say more about them? Mm, question. I, I think they're a good football team. I mean, I've been on the Cowboys pretty much all year. Yeah. I really liked them, but I do think that that Broncos game is alarming. Is alarming to me. You think that could come back and haunt them? And- I think it could. I think it proved that with. A good scheme, a good defensive coach, and a you know, and a motivated team to go in there and get the job done. And a Cowboys team that wasn't on their toes, you could beat them. Yeah, they're beatable. But I, I do still think that they're a very good team. Though. Isn't that the fucking? I think they were out coached. I think, I think that loss was a lot to do with McCarthy. That answer though, besides the coaching, couldn't you say that about fucking almost any team in the NFL? Like every team has had a bad loss where it's like. Well, They're a just, good team. That's been this season, yeah. This season's been like incredible. But. Yeah, but the the Falcons are like the opposite of a Denver Broncos team. You know what I mean? Not a great pass rush. Cannot run the ball. Yeah. Right. So that's the true. Broncos were able to get after Dak, hold the running game to a minimum. Yeah, so maybe and it's then just absolutely hammer the Cowboys with the run because Holland and Gordon went fucking off. Yeah. yeah, I mean that Teddy, could, Teddy Two Gloves just kind of checked down and then deep every now and then. That could be a way that you beat them. Um they have a huge game this week. We're going to talk about more. One thing about the Cowboys, you know, this was a good win because the Falcons were playing decent football coming into here. Beat the Saints. They were a cover team. We, me and Kim Morgan mentioned it. We mean B. Raymond have been off them, but they've been a cover team all year. So, you know, this was this was impressive in Dan Quinn revenge game. Yeah, good for and, him. And uh, they Are you guys ready to say that CD is the best receiver out of that class yet? I've always said that. Bullshit, you've said that. I thought Higgins was two. That was no, the argument. You guys are jumping down my throat because I always said it was CD, Justin Jefferson. And you guys oh, were no, like, oh, no. Fucking going yeah, right, right. on my ass that no, Higgins still think, was the guy. I still think Jet is yeah, one. I, I don't know two. why you're getting so aggressive. I still think the same thing. Justin yeah, Jefferson is the best receiver in that class. I still think CD Lamb is better. No, I'm not willing to go there. there he's very good. He's, That's a good poll. We'll throw that out there. Yeah, well, CD Lamb or Justin Jefferson. He's better with Dak Prescott. Who's third in that class? I'd have to look at that class. Higgins. It's Higgins. Pittman is coming into his own, H- though. 
That guy it's is playing great football. He's actually doing a lot better. Not Ayuk. It's not fucking Rager. It's Rager. <laughs> Rager. Chanel. Oh, fuck. Duvernay. Judy. Hey, Duvernay. Duvernay's kind of playing a lot better. Like, did you guys make the Henry Ruggs joke? I'm, yeah, I did. Did I miss it yeah. right in front of my face? Yeah, I did. Jesus Christ. I don't want to say it again. All right. <laughs> All right. Titans. Yeah. Titans. You go ahead. All right. Titans get, go past, ahead. get past the Saints. <laughs> Titans are the real deal, man. I'll fucking say it. I've been saying it. They barely it. got past the Saints. The Saints What's are wrong good, with the Saints? Yeah, the Saints are a good they defense. They have no quarterback. They still win games. Five and four. You know, they're still winning games. They they beat the fucking Bucks without a quarterback. They have a good defense, too. They have, they have an elite defense. Okay. Um, a couple questionable calls that the Titans got a little bailed out on. Exactly. Um, but regardless, after you go Sunday night football... And beat the Rams to come home against the Saints and win a game. That's what good teams do. They've won what five straight now. They lost Derrick Henry. They haven't missed a beat. The dual threat running backs is fucking legit, and they're doing well with those two guys filling in for Henry. And I think they're doing Foreman and AP. Yeah, I mean they're they're smart with the fact that one guy can't replace Henry's workload. Yeah, let's do it with two. And I like what the Titans are doing, and Tannehill's playing well. Julio's hurt now, so... Look, Titans have beaten all the good teams. They're legit. They're really legit. And their defense is more to go off of than this offense. I don't really think their dual running back system is whatever. <laughs> but the Vrabel, the Vrabel defense is real. They're getting after the quarterback. Who's the D-tackle? Simmons? Justin Simmons. Fucking game record. Punched a woman in the streak. Got kicked out of Mississippi State. Oh. Yeah. Jeffrey Simmons? Yeah. That guy's a maniac. Late first round pick. Everyone Titans took him, and everyone was like, "Wow, that's a fucking sketchy pick." Yeah, and they turned out to be. He's, well, a, he's probably like the third best D tackle in the league now. He's a game wrecker, absolute game behind wrecker. DeForest Buckner. He's an absolute game wrecker. So I mean, fuck, you, like, hats off the Titans. They could win the AFC. I wouldn't be surprised. They could go to the Super Bowl for the AFC. Not with Tannehill. You're, you're still fucking on against Tannehill. Not with Tannehill. We'll talk about the AFC in a second because I wanted to do it last week and we never got to it. All right. Patriots. They kicked the dog shit out of the Browns. The Browns came off a big win against the Bengals and the Pats fucking stuck it to them. The Browns went down on the first drive and went and scored easily pretty much. Went right down the field. Uh, no Nick Chubb in the game. I, I do think that really hurt him. But then the Patriots, after that, just absolutely kicked the shit out of them. Mac Jones was all over the field. Um, they ran the ball. They they just out-schemed them. They out-coached them. Their, Every- their preseason hero, Stevenson, went off. Oh, yeah, he went berserk. Yeah, because um, uh, Harris was out. And what's his name? Gets in the end zone for the first time. B. Ramix guy. Jacoby Harris. Jacoby Harris. Myers. Myers, Myers yeah. sorry. Yeah, Jacoby Myers. You know, had a bazillion catches. B. Ramix been on Jacoby Myers touchdown watch, and I played him for a long time. Oh, nice! You played him in fantasy? Yeah, I bit him over Brandon like two weeks and ago. Then started him, and started him, and then scored for he you. Scored for me. Of course wow. he did. Yeah. Thoughts Fucking on the Patriots? Of course he did. I said it last week, man, and I said it earlier on this podcast. Patriots are the team nobody wants to play right now. Yeah, we were, we were in on them after you know a couple good wins. Yeah. Now this was a good win. Now this a was a good fucking domi- win. Dominant win and mac jones is a perfect perfect game manager for this offense oh mac jones and bill belichick for the next 50 Matt's years made in heaven yeah it's just ridiculous are the too. patriots are the patriots back yes 
Like they're fully back. They're fully back. Their defense is good. They have a game manager and they run the ball. Go get Mac Jones. What else? What else? What's the difference between that and when Tom Brady was there? Yeah. Tom Brady? <laughs> Mac Jones. <laughs> no, come on. Stop. Stop. <laughs> same guy. I mean, same guy. But are, are we really going to go and bless? Fuck you, Mitchell. Are we really going to go bless these Patriot fans? Are uh, we going to say it now? Let's yeah. pump the fucking brakes. Let's no, pump them? let's not. Pump the I fucking brakes. I can't pump the brakes. Are you watching the games? <laughs> they're they're, they're playing, fucking good. They're playing very Mac well. Mac Jones has had more dude. improvement over each game yes. throughout the season than it, like any young quarterback. Dude. They're, they're playing. Yeah, he's gotten better every week. They're running the hell out of the ball. It doesn't matter. Damian Harris didn't even play this game. Yeah. They had a 100-yard rusher. Who do you want? Just, just. <laughs> it's literally the fucking same teams that we used to watch. Well, it's Bill JC Belichick. Jackson at corner is a dude. No one's talking Absolute, about him. Too. Absolute guy. He's they got to sign stud. him, right? I think he's a free like, agent. They were so. literally like, Stephon Gilmore, you can go because we've got JC Jackson. He's a fucking stud. Are you coming on a Patriots now? Yes. Like, I'm a Patriots, really excited. Patriots, Cowboys, Raiders, Raiders, Panther fan. Wow. Niners every now and then. Hey, yeah. You want to know what's so telling about this game too is like that the comparison to an old Patriots team is like the receivers all, you know, like eight of them had four catches, three mm-hmm. catches. You know who had the touchdowns? Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Hunter a, Henry. T- a tight end. Tight end. Yeah. They run the ball. The tight end catches a touchdown Rock. and and they, just, and they hold their opponents just, to seven points. Shit. I just think it's a little bit of a reaction so far. Like they're better than the Bills. No, see, that's where. We're at. <laughs> All right, relax. They're like, it's over. Let pump the brakes but, on. But a team with a, a Baker Mayfield esque quarterback is going to go into New England and get fucking ruined every time. <laughs> yeah, you get throttled. Yeah, absolutely throttled. I, I, I had the Patriots in this game, obviously, but I, I, I'm not willing to go where you guys are going with them yet. They're insane. It's a, oh, we're going there. No, you two are fucking. <laughs> are fucking. You guys insane. are. Yeah, you guys are wet as shit over the Patriots, which wow. I get. It. For fucking 20 years of our life, we're in our fucking late 20, 20 years of our life, the Patriots have been amazing. And I'm okay with it now because Tom Brady's not on the team. Fuck Bill Belichick too, though. Fuck him. He doesn't need to fucking go be good again. I'm fine with Bill Belichick. Take his lumps again. I want him to take his lumps. No. It just proves to me that he was that elite coach this I want the time. I want the sweater, he no sleeves. I want the sweater, time. no sleeves. I'm going to wear it next podcast. They could just go drop an egg this week and fucking psych. Who are they playing? I mean, I don't even know who they play. They might have a bye, to be honest with you. Falcons Thursday night. They play. Fal- oh yeah, they play Thursday the Falcons night Falcons tomorrow. The lock Patriots Max. Yeah, Patriots gonna kill them. Max. All right. Done. Lions and the Steelers tie. Who cares? Big Ben has COVID before the game. He doesn't play. I actually watched a lot of this game. It was, it was one of those things where it's like. The one o'clock game started, and you're like, why is this game still on? Like, can this game end, please? Um, the Lions, in o- overtime, they turned the ball over like four times, back and forth between Lions and Steelers. The Lions go down. They have an opportunity to win the game on a like a 48-yard field goal, and the guy fucking absolutely botches the kick. It's like a line drive. doesn't even come close. One of the worst kicks I've ever seen. The Lions did everything in their power not to win this game. And the Steelers did the exact same. Jared Goff is fucking terrible. <laughs> um, but, hey, hats off. They didn't lose. The Lions did not lose. Um, the Steelers were an absolute mess um, on offense. And even defense at times, too. But mostly on offense. Mason Rudolph was awful. Um, they fumbled the ball all over the field. TJ Watt got hurt in this game. I guess he's okay. But 
he got banged up for scary for a minute. Is it one of those things where it was bad weather, bad field conditions, this no big Ben, wash it out, throw it away. Steelers are okay. Or is this starting to get back to what we were concerned with the Steelers? There's, I mean, they were trending up after a one and three start. They, you know, they beat the Seahawks, Broncos, Browns, Bears. And we're like, all right, Steelers are going to win a fucking bunch of games again. And they come into this game and I'll go with the, you know, the field conditions, the last minute Big Ben, I think, got ruled out Friday night because there's only one quarterback on this roster worse than Big Ben. And he fucking played. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph is terrible. And he put up the ball 50 times. Like, I, I, I don't know what kind of game plan he had going. That was a terrible game plan. Here's what I want to ask you, K. Moore. Fucking terrible. This, this is a shitty game to watch, too. It was a shitty game to watch. It was a terrible football. The Steelers are 5-3-1, K. Morgan. I want you to listen to the rest of their games. So they got, what, they got eight games left. Tell me how many wins you see them having in these eight games. Listen to this. They're at the Chargers for Sunday Night Football this week. They're at Cincinnati. At home against the Ravens. At Minnesota. At home against the Titans. At the Chiefs. At home against the Browns. At the Ravens. What are they, what's the record right now? Five, three, and one. Uh. Do they get to eight wins? I'm like, they're at eight or nine. Wow. Like right there. I think they won three or four of those games. Three or four. So yeah. that, yeah. I mean, that's that's a very tough remaining schedule. Like, that's why this but, Lions but game I, hurts Honestly, so much. they could also win 10. And they, like, the Steelers, to me, are just that team that they have a good enough defense to beat anybody. And I don't know who's going to show up on offense every now and then. I don't know. Would, I mean... I'm so biased on them, so I can't even comment on it. I mean, I fucking hate the Steelers. He'll lose every game. But you don't, when as a Bengals fan, going to play the Steelers is not the same feeling as we've had in years past going to play the Steelers. Like You have confidence now. Oh, a it's lot. Two of, in a row. I, I mean, I get I, that. I just think the whole division kind of feels that way. I mean, you know, they haven't played Baltimore yet, and they, they beat Cleveland, but I still think they're one of those teams that are not trending in the right direction. But they almost match up well against the Ravens, in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that. I actually agree with they that. They play yeah. Raven, you know, Ravens twice, Bengals, Browns, Chargers, Titans, Chiefs, Chiefs. Vikings. My oh, damn, I rattled that off good. That's fucking. Um, that that's a tough. Yeah, I don't. There are five wins now. Those are all teams think, that are in the playoff hunt. Like I eight or nine. I think nine is what I call four and four in those games. Yeah, if they go and four that's, and four, that's impressive. That's the best. That's the absolute best. I'm giving them every benefit there. And that's including what K. Mork said, matching up well against the Ravens. If the Ravens sweep them, this could easily be seven. Yeah. I actually think they might win both the Ravens games. I don't know why. I just do. That's your – okay. Yeah. That's why I think – I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to find the win somewhere in that. Those are tough teams. So, yeah. I mean, that makes sense for you to say I that. I think they're going to get taxed Sunday. So, I think the Chargers absolutely waxed – I mean, we're going to talk about that later. But, yeah. All right. Um, <sighs> Washington awesome. football team upsets Brady and the Bucks. Fuck. My lock – yeah. I mean, what is something about fucking Heineke and playing against the Bucks? He's a dude. He almost won that playoff game <laughs> he too, did. and then goes and fucking beats him, takes all my goddamn money. He just goes all of it. The Brady—they look like shit in this game. The Bucks look terrible. They couldn't throw deep. 
the pass rush they were missing the Bucks or the um Washington football team wasn't at full strength. They were missing, I think was it Allen was out? Um one of them was out, and then yeah. Chase Young gets hurt. So they weren't at full strength on that front, and they got after Brady's ass. I'm tailgating with the with Joey and Evan, watching the game a little bit, we're eating tacos. Halftime they're down ten points. Yeah. Second half bucks was minus seven and a half. I, I think they're gonna win the game, so clearly cover. We fucking hammer that seven and a half and just get embarrassed by Tyler Hineke. I mean like Ron Rivera, your defense has kind of been shit all year. We we're really it's been, been disappointed. It's been shit. It's been disappointing as well. And you come out and fucking do this to Tom? Well, let's let's and my off. money. Last thing I'll say about Washington football team is, you know, Chase Young, you know, fucking hurts. Sad to see that happen to one of the elite players in the NFL. But let's talk about the Bucks. Same kind of thing with the Ravens. Are you concerned with this loss, K Morg, with the Bucks? Mm. Not really. Well, I mean, it's tough because Tom Brady traditionally, I don't think, does well against teams that can rush the passer like that, you know, that can stuff the run and make him drop back. And I mean, especially the way the Bucks are built. Their their plays kind of develop downfield. Yeah, you know. So I think uh, I think there's definitely a way to beat them. The Bucks, but I'm not like necessarily concerned. The, I don't know. I feel like we already knew this. The Bucks lost by ten yeah. in this game. It was Brady's worst loss coming off a of bye in his career. Yeah, that. I mean, that's why he thought it was a lock. Yeah, I mean, they imagine that though. That's a lot of games off a of bye, and only ten points is your worst loss off a of bye. Is pretty impressive. But B, are you worried about the Bucks? No, I still think they're the team to beat in the NFC. Really? After e- Even after my huge rant, because that was my money. But no, we're not concerned here. It's Tom Brady. They went there, did it last year. Their defense is good. I'm not too concerned. I'm just like more like on the humble stage where my team needs to just go prove they could beat the Bucs. So yeah, fair enough. Bucks are still that good. Um, the Cardinals, they get absolutely fucking thumped at home without Kyler. Uh, I'm back. <laughs> Fucking Cam. Fucking Cam. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say with this game based on the fact that Kyler didn't play. Um, they won the week before in San Francisco without him. But then they go and they lay an egg. It seemed like Cam kind of had the Panthers rolling. They were listening to him on the sideline. They kind of brought some energy to him. CMC was back. You he was fired up. You don't need that for your uh, your Broncos bet here. I lost a game. I dropped a game on that. Um, I mean, I don't think Cam. I mean, Cam's gonna start for the Panthers the rest of the year. I think probably. so. Too. Taking the playoffs. <laughs> They're in the hunt. I mean, that's, that's what... a question I actually want to ask you guys. We're gonna talk about this later. Okay. Um, but big game for them. I mean, are we alarmed with Arizona? The, that's. I'm not alarmed with the Bucks. I'm alarmed with Arizona. That is a bad loss. Um, at home. I. I just. I don't get it. Like, this team was fucking playing elite football. Elite football. Drop one to one of the best teams in, you know, in Green Bay. And then go put it fucking on the Niners with Colt McCoy. Then then you're losing this kind of game? It, it bugs me. This the is... Cardinals bug me. Because the rest of their schedule, they're not, they might not win the division. <laughs> I said it after the Packer game. It's hard. I was very concerned with the Cardinals. Um, After the Packers? Yeah. Just the way they kind of had an opportunity to 
to beat him without Devontae and all that. We have the best defense in football. Okay, let's fucking chill for a little bit. Why? But what might. what was anything I said wrong with no, that? No, I mean you guys might. You guys might. Okay. So, but I mean, I am concerned with the Cardinals. I am. I I think let's see what Kyle gets back. Let's just pump the brakes and see how they do. Well, but, they they play the Seahawks twice still. Yeah, they got them this week. They, they play the Rams again. The Colts are on the schedule. So I mean, there's some tough games in there. If they go and win these tough games, make playoffs. It'll be interesting good for them. It'll be interesting to see if Kyler plays this week because he says he's very close, but they have a bye next week. So do they hold them out based on the fact the Rams lost last week and they're still tied? They didn't lose a game on them and let them rest you, one more week? Do you think they're like, okay, it's in Seattle. Do you think they can yeah. drop that game and, and be then, like, all right, let's rest get them Kyler ready and then the, go the, make the, a run. Make a run. Or they're like, we have a chance to go into the bye. With well, a, after the after the bye, they got Bears, Rams, Lions, Colts, Cowboys, finish finished with the Seahawks again. It's not like the easiest schedule in the no, world. No, it's not. So if they feel like they're better than Seattle and they can beat them twice, then you, you go, go get a win. You go get your win. I mean, Kyler's already set out two games. But the difference between one to one, you know, what does it matter to you? What's the difference between a playoff game in Arizona or you got to go to LA? That's a huge difference. Exactly. That's a huge difference. So if you think you go beat Seattle this week and if he's healthy, you start him. I think if the Rams won last week, 100% Kyler starts this week. I think they're really contemplating sending them out one more week and get them the four full weeks from the bye. But I mean, I think it's a very, I think it's a back and forth question. What would you do? Would you sit him out or let him play if he's like borderline ready to go? Who are they playing this week? At Seattle. And they have a bye next week. They're tied with the Rams. They need to win. Yeah. Yeah, That's how I feel. They need to win. So you, you, you go win. and get the win, and then you, I mean, you still get the rest. The difference, you have the the difference is a big enough difference, especially a playoff game. You need a win. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, the game B was at Vikings beat the Chargers. Um, good game. I watched most of this game. B, what do you have? Um, I feel like the uh, the Chargers are shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, they they have talent on offense, and they're not they're not using it very well. I thought they could run the ball more than they they should have. And they just there were some drives that are like, okay, no problem. Like you could run down these guys' throats. And then like they don't. And you know, just Jeff Justin Jefferson's gonna eat. No big deal. Yeah. But I thought Dalvin was gonna go eat. You shut him down decently. It was a it was a close game, but I feel like they're they're underutilizing um, you know, their offensive weapons and they Eckler's not a three down back. They need to find and Roundtree's not it, Kelly's not it, Jackson's not it. They they kind of need that Melvin Gordon fill back, you know? Yeah, that's true. Because Eckler would be so much better if he was utilized differently in the slot, third down backs, early early down back. They just don't have the ground and pound type guy, and they they need that desperately in this offense. Yeah, I think, you know, two things is one, they're lacking that rhythm on offense, as you mentioned. Um, just getting the the ball into guys' hands. I saw Mike Williams had a key drop in this game. Keenan Allen actually had a key drop. Um Herbert just looked out of sync at times. I think he played okay. Yeah. Um they I mean, it's just kind of a blah on offense right now, which is kind of alarming with the fact that they're so they have so much talent on that side of the football. And is it they're not utilizing well play call is it a matter of just not execution 
Um, whatever it is, they got to get it figured out because they were what four and one. Now they're five and four, five and four, five and four, not looking great. No, not at all. And, um, the Vikings are the team on the other side of the ball that they have a, not a great record, but, but they, I mean, they could every single game. They could easily have a great record. They easily could. And they're they're. I want to bring them up later on the, on the show as well. But, you know, good win for the Vikings on the road, you know, Chargers, they got to bounce back. They need a bounce back week this week. This is a big game, AFC matchup with them. We'll talk about that later as well. Uh, moving on. Really quick, are the Eagles good? Are the Eagles a good football team? I think so. <laughs> you think Eagles are actually good? Kind of do. I, I think mean, I think with a, with a better quarterback, I think they'd be really good. So you think Hurts? But Hurts is kind of playing really well lately. Like That's, he's, he's, he's managing. He's doing a good job. But like... Devontae Smith is good. Their defense is good. First like, multi-touchdown game for Devontae Smith this like, week. They're pretty good. Uh, you're, four and, you're four and six. You're not good. I don't know. But they're getting better. And they play teams tough. Like They're, they're not good, but they're they don't getting get blown better. Out, you know? I'm not. I'm like, not. You won't pick a like, lock against them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But that, uh, that's I, a, well, Okay, and here's what I'm a, saying. That's a good I thought point. they were going to be bad. Yeah, you, you know did what I mean? think like, they were going to be bad. No, we did. I think we all picked them last in that division. Turns out, like, the Giants aren't terrible. Turns out the either. NFC East isn't terrible. Yeah, they're not good, but it's not like like it was last the, year. The Eagles are not. They're four four and six. Doesn't impress me. All right. I mean, I'm not really impressed either. But I think they're getting better. Um. Next question I have on here, and I'll start with you, K. Moore, because we know B's answer. So me and you will talk about this first. Are the Packers the best team in the NFC? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why not? I mean, like B said earlier, best defense in the NFL, and I didn't bat an eye at it. Favorite thing about the Packers is one, they're the best team against the spread in all of football. Yeah. So you can't hate that. Except week one when I fucking bet him. Um, Here's what makes the Packers so scary. Um, This is the first year I can remember in a long time that they can beat you in a multitude of different ways. They can beat you defensively in running the football. And if you want to go toe-to-toe with A-Rod and air it out, they'll beat you that way too. So I think their variety of ways they can beat you make them very scary. And, I mean, they're arguably the best team in the NFC. I don't, you can't tell me that they're far worse than anyone or worse than anyone in general. I think they're very good. Um, I think there's four teams at the top that have some flaws, but... Who's to say the Packers aren't the best team in the NFC? Man, I love the love. What I will say, and I'll defend my statement from earlier, is if you told me the Packers gave up 34 points to the Chiefs, Seahawks, and Cardinals combined, combined, I told you uh, that's probably just the Chief game. Right. Or probably just Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? I'm used right. to that. This game is is this game was telling because Russell Wilson back obviously he's not a hundred yeah he was dog shit but he he's never been good in Lambo but zero points is that more Russell forcing it too early Metcalf getting ejected because he's fucking baby bitch mental midget mental midget whatever but then thirteen points. Chiefs zero in the second half, and you could argue if 
Aaron Rodgers playing, we fucking might blow them out. And then we go play the Cardinals, beat them in a close game. We are winning football games scrappily. Yeah. And it reminds me, you know, I don't want to fucking jinx myself, but it reminds me of that 2011 team, 2010. I They are scrapping wins out. The best player on the field isn't Aaron Rodgers right now when it could easily be Aaron Rodgers the next week, like right. you said. Like A.J. Dillon's our offensive MVP right now, last week, the week before. This week, without Aaron Jones, he might just fucking go berserk on the Vikings. Randall Cobb seems to be a bigger addition than I believed he would be. He's been great for you guys. Randall Cobb, he's the veteran that wanted to be home. He's happy. He's playing good football. I mean, it was key but to have DeAndre Campbell yeah. is fucking defensive player of the year so far in my in my eyes yeah. he doesn't have stats okay he doesn't have dig stats but he's miles, the best miles garrett might be miles okay he doesn't have that. he doesn't have sack stats but he has he is the best player on defense in the nfl right now if you watch the game he's fucking destroying dudes garrett is so good <laughs> we we're deandre campbell away no, from being the same team we always are He's I doing mean, well. He's been your MVP and defensive player of the year for sure. He's playing great. Savage is playing great. Amos is fucking amazing. And Kevin King, the last three weeks of football, is playing brilliant. True. I love this team. Agreed. We'll see. I, st- I, I mean, mean, we'll see. I, s- I still need them to beat the Bucks for any confidence. And we do play them. So, before the playoffs. All right. The Chiefs are back. I'll say it. The fucking Chiefs are back. They throttle Las Vegas. Um, 41 points. It's the offensive outpour that we've been looking for. Mahomes with five of them things. Almost 400 yards. Um, Tyree got in. Kelsey looked good. They ran the ball a little bit more. Their defense did enough. Darrell Williams is a freak. Yeah, a freak. <laughs> freak that catch. <laughs> um, are you with me, K. Morgan? Are the Chiefs back? I mean, I, I've said it before. Like, I'll never bet, root, or not, okay, I'll root against Mahomes, but I'll never bet against him. I'll never pick right. against him. And, like, this game just kind of proved it to me. You know, the Rams are a good football, te- or not the Rams, the Raiders are a good football team, and the Chiefs put it on them because the Chiefs are a better football team, and they figured it out finally. I mean, we were concerned with their defense and how they've been playing football, kind of Mahomes oh, playing. I'm still concerned. Yeah, no, they're playing wrong. sloppy right. football. But I think we do need to take a step back and look at their their losses, and which should scare these teams going into playoffs because they might see them all again. Mm-hmm. Lost to the Ravens by one point, Chargers by a touchdown. Bills was kind of a, a little blowout, and the and the Titans was a definite blowout. But mm-hmm. I mean, tell me teams. tell me all four of those yeah. football teams don't make playoffs, and I'd probably say maybe. Maybe definitely one. three, probably. Yeah, definitely so, three, probably all. What about the other side with the Raiders? I mean, also playoffs. What I'll say about the Raiders is, I feel really bad for them of all the shit they've had to deal with, and I think it's starting to catch up to them. And I think there's just too much to overcome. You know, you have John Gruden, Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett. That's yeah. a lot of shit to deal with, let alone one year in like a month. Mm-hmm. I mean that's heavy 
They're having to overcome so much stuff. I think it's just too much for them. And that's what it kind of looked like in this game. Like, you know, Derek Carr's looking for answers. You know, they're look. I, I don't know. I think to me, I think this is where their downfall kind of starts because it's just too much. I said, I picked the Raiders to win. And I said, if this isn't a game they can't get up for, make it competitive and possibly go win since the Chiefs are not in a great state on defense, this is downhill. Unfortunately, it's downhill. It sucks. I really like rooting for Derek Carr. I do. I hate Derek Carr. I I don't I know you do, but I really like rooting for Derek Carr. Um I like Josh Jacobs. Renfro is a fucking dude. He's but good. There there needs to be, you know, high high points in the rest of the season. I think they can find that in individual performances. But I think the team's going to fucking really struggle the rest of the year. What about you? Do you think they have a chance still, or do you think this is of course. too much? Fucking closet Raider yeah, fan. Yeah, what the? That's all what, you got, what makes of you course? Say, yeah, what makes you say that? Do you think they can overcome all this shit that they're going through? I, Contrary to what you think, like I said, I've, I've backed Derek Carr before, man. I think he's a legitimate quarterback. I think he's a leader, and I think he can get it done. All I right, believe I, in him. You believe in Carr. I believe in Carr. Start the car. All right. Um, yeah, I like that. Last yeah. game was Monday Night Football game that K Morg was at, so we'll let him have the the mic on this. Niners beat the dick out of the Rams, um, <laughs> and they do it every year. What and, was your thoughts from this game? And I just love like I didn't text a lot in the group chat. I was obviously busy, but it's just like oh hammer Rams minus three and a half. I know a lot of people hammer, were saying it. Hammer like, yeah. besides everyone besides besides B because B finally goes ah K Morg's gonna be at that game and Niners don't lose when he's there. I've gone to three three games this year. And then two, I said, even when the Niners were shit, they beat the Rams twice last year. Yes. And the year before that. I was very adamant about staying away from that. Four straight. Something about Kyle Shanahan playing and Sean McVay. It's like not even close. Five five straight? It's five straight. Now it's five. Five straight, yeah. It's five. Like we just beat the shit out of the Rams every time. And obviously Sunday was no different. I mean, or Monday night, excuse me. Yeah, which was really cool to go to Monday Night Football. That was I, really cool. I've been to a Monday yeah. Night game. Yeah, it's that was fucking my first great. Time. That, that was really amazing. awesome. But I mean, just on all all facets of the ball, like we ran the ball, and I think it was like sixty five percent of the plays, um, the highest in the NFL that a team has done this year. Um, Jimmy looked great. Debo obviously is Debo. Our defense was phenomenal. We rushed. Stafford was just off because our pass rush was so elite. You know what I mean? And that allowed us to not get exposed from our secondary because we finally had the pass rush to get it done. I mean, Warner had a good game. Like we just played great. No, like, you guys, I mean, you guys played great. Yeah, um, we did. On the other side of the ball, I mean, there's some concerns on offense with the Rams losing Woods. I think is massive for bigger them. than I think people think. Yeah, way bigger than I think people think. But I don't think it played a a factor into how good you guys played. Uh, and I'm also. Not going to jump on any concern with the Rams. Oh, I will. Really? I'll fucking jump on that right away. They were an elite playoff team last season. Lost the Niners twice. I wouldn't put too much <laughs> stock just, into this. It just happens. I, I would it just happens. Yeah. you look at their losses, right? And they have three losses now. Yeah. They lost to Cardinals, the Niners, Niners, the Cardinals, Titans. 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 Bads. All, They're all pretty bad, right? All pretty bad losses. The thing with those losses, though, is those three teams are three of the most physical teams in football. Yeah, that's a good point. You can out-physical L.A. They are not a very tough, gritty, 
in the trenches oh type of football Oh my god, team. did you see George Kittle just smack the fuck out of Von Miller? Yeah, that was fucking Just sweet. a straight run block. Put him on his fucking back. And most oh, underrated tight end blocker in the league. So, but oh, I, I, I will that. say, like, the Rams, I'm concerned with a team that's more physical than them, just punching them in the mouth. And that's what the Niners did. That's what Tennessee did. You know, we didn't expect Tennessee to do that, but they went there and they punched them in the mouth and they ran the football against them. And if you find a team that wins that game in the trenches, like, there's fucking tons of concern. Like, tons of concern with me, with LA in that, in that perspective. You know, it's, you know, it's still elite roster and, like, you have the big names, but... Fuck, I don't, I don't know. Like, I I really like Aaron Donald. I respect him. I think he's probably the most dominant defensive player that we've seen, maybe in our generation. Like watching football, like he's that good. Like he's a generational player. I really do think that. But did you see his comments after the game? I didn't watch. No. I didn't watch it. I saw that he posted something. I didn't watch post game stuff. Someone asked him, and they said like, "Oh, you know, like, you know, obviously tough game. Debo Samuel, you know, phenomenal." just you know running all over the field like how did you guys game plan for him scheme for him going into that game kind of blah blah and he was like who he's like Debo Samuel he's like who's that I was like oh wait that was after the game I saw that video I thought it was a different after the game I thought it was like during the week and I'm like are you really just trying to be an asshole? I had, I I had no idea that was after the game now now it looks more stupid yeah like, come on. Like, wh- I thought it was just like an old clip they pulled up because he fucking dominated. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, to me, I'm, I'm going to go on a mini Debo rant here. I mean, Debo Samuel is everything. Yeah. I mean, he is fucking everything. I mean, he ran, runs the ball for us. He he fucking catches the ball in the slot. He screens. He does. He goes deep. He's fucking amazing. As Matt, like, Matt calls him an ATM with legs. He's a truck, man. I mean, the guy is just fantastic, and I am so fucking happy. He's a 49er. Using him out of the backfield was a l- more this game than any game I've seen, um, and I think that was when Elijah Mitchell got hurt a little bit too, but identity, Niners, found it? Or, or are we just going to say? Because uh, we went in on your fucking team last week. We did. But like, really did I did? So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on, on our organization. Yeah, not even our team. Just I'm gonna stay team. on the same train as like I'm not concerned with the Rams, but I'm also gonna still be cons- like this game is nothing more than K. Morg was fucking at the game. You guys have the Rams number <laughs> no, to me. Fan, that's exactly okay. Because I'm still concerned with the Niners. Okay, well that's gonna bring me to my next segment. I want to ask you guys. Well, I want to ask you because you guys didn't ask this in the group chat when I asked it. Yeah, Debo, AJ Brown, oh. and Metcalf. Okay. Start, bench, cut, all from the same draft, all second round picks. What do you guys got? That's tough. Are we basing on a three year career? Whatever you want to base it on. Yeah, because like I think it depends on offense and who you're with. Um, I think all three of those guys are in the perfect scenario for them. I'll I'll kick it off. I'll I'll get I'll give a straight answer and I believe in my answer, and my answer probably won't change for a while. Start AJ Brown. Bench Debo Samuel and cut mental midget Metcalf. I think I'm going. Fuck this. This is really when you send it. I didn't answer it because I didn't know the answer. Mm-hmm. I think that you can go multiple different ways, but I'm leaning towards B's AJ Brown, Debo Metcalf. I think when AJ Brown's healthy, he can absolutely take over a game. I think Debo can too. 
Um, I think Metcalf needs a little help. He's just kind of the more physical specimen of the three. So I'll go, yeah, I'll go AJ Brown, Debo, and Metcalf. But I could have that go any different way. Good. I thought it was a good question. What do you have? I'm obviously very right. biased into this conversation, but, but I'm going to start Debo. I'm going to bench AJ. I'm going to cut Metcalf. We're all we're cutting all cut. Metcalf, which cut. is which is wild. Yeah. And I, I think, are we giving a little bit of credit to, like, do we think AJ Brown or Debo with fucking Russell Wilson is that much better than Metcalf's been? Because yeah. that's how I, I kind of play into that a little bit. Because I, I think, okay, dude, what if you gave Russell Wilson AJ like, Brown? In my head, I'm thinking of scenarios like it's like Debo on the Seahawks, and it's like, but that offense then isn't, it's different. That's it, what I mean. Those three, yeah. like those three Shanahan guys. and Debo is like. Yeah, morphed. It's beautiful. Yeah, you know what I mean. But then, like, if but then I think like Wilson on the 49ers with Debo, that'd be even crazier. But like you know? Metcalf is a clear number two to lock it. Wow, that's what I think. It shouldn't be, but yeah, I, they just do different things in the offense. Lockett's gonna take the top over, top off, and I think Metcalf's gonna be more position guy. But regardless, I want to ask you guys a question before we get into big nuts player of the week. Um, the NFC is fucking wild right now. So we know that Green Bay's there, Arizona, Dallas, Tampa Bay, the Rams. Those five teams are pretty much solid locks that they're going to be playoff teams. I want to know who you guys think are going to make the playoffs as the sixth and the seventh seed in the NFC. Right now, you have the Saints in, at in the sixth spot at five and four. Carolina's at five and five. Then you got a bunch of other teams with four wins. You got Minnesota, the Niners, Atlanta, and Philly. Who are the two teams that get in in that fifth and sixth spot, or the sixth and seventh spot? Sorry. Were you saying that the Cardinals and Rams? Yeah. Okay. So those two teams are in. So that's a wild card. So there's two other wild cards. Who? I mean, this they all have a ton of question marks. But who's going to be able to hold on to that spot? They're all within a game of each other, pretty much, to get in there. Uh, I mean, I'll start. I think a the Minnesota. I think the Minnesota Vikings get in one of those spots. I do too. Um, you know, no disrespect to the Bears, but they play the Bears twice. They still play the Lions. They play the Steelers. I think they could get to I, nine wins. They play you guys tough every they, year, and they play us tough. I mean, I'm not going to be overly surprised if we drop one of those games. Yeah, right. Um, so I I see the Vikings getting the wins. And then as far as, you know, Saints, Panthers, Niners, I think it's going to be a week 17 wow. conference tiebreaker. And that and that's if the Niners fucking figure it out. You know what I mean? But a Trevor a Trevor Simeon Saints, Cam Newton Panthers, Jimmy G, you know, Niners, I'd probably put my money. I'm fuck Matt Ryan Falcons. Matt Ryan Falcons are there. Jalen Hurts Eagles. Stop. I mean, where are the Giants at? They only have three and six. Three, three and six. I don't know if they have enough to get. I they're mean, not bad though. Like, well, we didn't even talk about Seattle's three and six. Yeah, can Seattle make a run now that Russ if, is back? If I'm putting my money on you have two teams, you have a hundred grand to put it on two teams right now. Uh, like a two team parlay you to make to, the six seven spot hundred yeah. grand. Vikings Niners. Same. That's crazy because I have the exact same. Well, just like he said, I mean, if you're going to put your money on which quarterbacks and 
The only problem with the Niners is obviously they do have a their their division is tough. That's the you one know, thing that concerns me. With that's the problem. Well. But if you're going to put your money on a team that, you know, has a better quarterback, a proven winning, a good coach, you know, all those things, like the Vikings and Niners fit that bill. You know, healthy quarterback. Yeah. I I just think the uh, Russell Wilson Seahawks is too. Three and six right now, too much. It's a lot, especially if, we, if we're going to talk about the division. Because I think it comes down to one week, and you're already a week behind type. Yeah, you no, know it I mean? does. And that division, we've already mentioned it being as tough as it is. You know, it's not going to get yeah. any easier for the Niners. It's not going to get any easier for the, you know, they already mentioned they got to play Arizona twice still. I think know? the Vi- Vikings are in every game. That I think they have one of the easier routes. I, I do too. I do. That yeah. seventh spot's going to be crazy though. The seventh spot is going to be a conference Bullshit record. We got to go look up in the books because we don't know what the fucking announcer on ESPN is saying. The tiebreaker. The tiebreaker. All right. Big Nuts Player of the Week. Kay Moore, who's your Big Nuts Player of the Week? Debo Samuel. Yeah. I mean, the guy went fucking berserk. He played like four different positions for us. Um, Against, obviously, a team that everyone thought we were going to get blown out by. And I saw it right in front of my face. It was awesome. B? I'm going with another player. Right in front of my face. The Jet. Justin Jefferson. He had like nine catches for 143. Right in my sock hole. Unbelievable. Unstoppable, it looked like. So, Justin Jefferson. I'm going to stick with the receiver theme. I'm going to go Devontae Smith. Ooh. Um, two tugs, 66 yards, first two-touchdown game of his career. He made This was a great. They showed it. It was a Alabama quarterback throwing a touchdown to an Alabama receiver that was covered by an Alabama corner. Threw it on Sutton? No, I don't know if it was Sutton. Um, I think Sutton's hurt, isn't Sutton's he? Sutton's hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sertain's hurt. Um, it was one. Oh, Sutton. Yeah. I said Sutton. Yeah, you made me say it. Too. I know. My bad. I and mean, I actually said it and then corrected it. Yeah. Sertain. There's, a, there's another corner they have, but it was like, that. that's just Nick Saban for you. Um, but yeah, Devonte Devonte Smith two touchdowns. I'm he's starting to play good football. Mac Jones, Mac Jones. All right, let's go to the Week Eleven competition. Here we go. Um, game one, NFC North battle. The Packers travel to Minnesota. We just talked about these two teams a little bit. Kmore, who do you got? This is a this is kind of a tough one actually. It's a, what is it? Viking or Green Bay two? Two points? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, minus I believe. two. Yeah. This one's tough. Um, it's like Rodgers coming off COVID. You know, he's that asshole. He wants to prove a point. But I'm going to take the Vikings. I know you guys are all going to go Packers here. So I'm going to see if I can steal one. I mean, I know who... Uh, Max taking the Packers. Yeah. Um, I kind of like... I mean... I'm going to go Packers. I, I will go Packers. I'll, I'll stick with it. I think it's a tough game, but I'll go Packers. B, is there any? Don't overthink it. Yeah. I mean, you'll never pick against them anyways. All right. That's sure. Saints at the Eagles. This is one of those implications for that seven seed. This is a huge game. <laughs> Absolute monster game. I know it doesn't look like it on paper, but it's fucking giant. This game is bizarre. <laughs> Doesn't it make you feel like so much more about this game, blowing the standings now? Did, did all of us have... All of us have Eagle Saints to finish last in the division? Because I definitely did. I had the Giants to finish oh, last okay. in the division. Uh, I had Falcons finishing last, but I had definitely had Eagles finishing yeah. last. 
but we picked both these teams to not be very good. Yeah, and they're they're in it. So the Eagles is who's Max going with? I as well. I'm going to go with the Eagles. What are you doing? I'm going. Uh, I'm going Saints. <laughs> I'm going with the better defense. Like I think the Saints I think, can win this. I, yeah, <laughs> I think I think they can win, man. Is Kamara playing? I but here's no the thing: idea. the Saints didn't even have Kamara last week. He didn't and play last they, week. They so. lost to the Titans by two. By two. Yeah. This defense is fucking good, fucking dude. Team. This fucking team. Who'd you take? And take the Eagles at home. Oh wow! So you're gonna stick with it? All right. Yeah, that, All right. I don't know. Bengals at Vegas. Oh. Fuck. I'm trying to go. I might. <laughs> oh, I might be shit. at this game. I might be at this game. Um. Oh boy. Mac is taking the Bengals. You know who I'm rolling with, so that's obvious. What are you doing here? B, who are you going with? No fucking clue. Um, I have not been impressed with Bengals last couple weeks, but it it is off a bye. It is off a bye. It is off a bye with an imploding Raiders. You should win. Also, fuck it. Bengals. Wow. All right. I think I'm... I think I'm listening to a little too much of what CY said about the Raiders kind of imploding a little bit, honestly. I totally, kind of, I totally switched last minute, so tight. I'm going to take the Bengals. Clean so, so sweep? Sick. Yeah. Wow. I thought Game Works for sure taking the Raiders. I would have, but I think I think, I think, think they are maybe a little imploding a little bit. But they are at home. I'll think about that one. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. You have till the end of these. All right. All right. Cowboys at the Chiefs. This is a mega game. Is this Sunday night? No. This oh, is, really? This is the this, one o'clock. This should be Sunday night. Sunday night Steelers Chargers. No, yeah. this should be Sunday night. Yeah, this is not Sunday night. So, Mac is taking the Chiefs. B, who are you going with? I'm curious on the points on this one. The Chiefs are favored. Well, I'm sure. It's 56 and a half. In the total. That's way over. Um, Chiefs two and a half. Oh, it's two and a half? I think it opened at like four. Fuck. I think this is one of the worst possible matchups for the Chiefs. I'm taking the boys. Wow, them boys. That's exactly what I was going to say. You're taking them as well? I think this is bad. And I never pick against the Chiefs, as I said. But I think this is a, like, they're wherever Sorensen's on the field, they're going to throw to that guy constantly. Um, Cody? I'm going to take the Chiefs because they're, <laughs> they're at home. And that's really the only reason. I think okay. it's, but even on turf, I think the Chiefs would be. I don't know. Like this game is a coin flip. I, this is. I mean, I'm excited for this game. Actually, I am too. I don't get really mean, excited for you know a lot. But of, I'm, I might not be. I'm really it. mad. It's not Sunday night. I know. Yeah, I might not be able to be. watch it if I go to that the Bengals Raiders game. What so. What is great is the Packers are at 10 a.m. So I get a full Packer game then a full this. Chiefs Cowboys. What's game. great is I might be in fucking Vegas hopefully for this game. That's fucking tight. Some bets in. I know. All right. Sunday Night Football, we just mentioned it. Steelers at the Chargers. Mac is obviously taking the Steelers. I'm obviously never picking the Steelers, so I'm <laughs> going the Chargers. Let's hear your two guys' input on Give it. Give me the Chargers. Wow, okay. Yeah, I gave a little snidbit earlier saying that the Chargers are going to fucking beat their ass. So just right. put it there. Solo hate, solo the Steelers fan. I hate all my picks. <laughs> hate them all. Hate you want to switch before we get into locks? No, just right. leave them. Just I run. went Packers, Saints, Bengals, <laughs> Cowboys, Chargers. What the fuck? Yeah, just fade everything. Just fade, hey, fade my whole... Listeners, take my five picks and fade them fade all. Fade the whole thing. All right, time for locks. 
Mac is going to rock with his team that lost last week and go with the Bucks again. So he's fully going in on not coming in last place. Like no business decisions are being made in this. He's going with the Bucks. Good B, B, who's your lock? <sighs> not particularly thrilled about this week. No, this is a shitty week. Um, but I'll stay on theme. Titans. Yeah. Who are they? They got. Oh, yeah. Houston. Oh, yeah. Give me that, too. You for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because worst case scenario, you drive to Nashville. That's pretty cool. That's sick. Yeah. Give me the Titans. I'm going to double down. I'm going to take the Chargers. That's bold. That is so disrespectful. A lot of people. At I don't home, think that's no. a lock. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why you're doing that. No, because you want to know why? I'll tell you right now. This is a big fuck you from the Bengal fancy. Why? I'm telling you right now. It has nothing more to do. I have a big lead in the competition. Fuck you guys. You're not good. They were talking a lot of shit lately. Yeah, fuck the Steelers. Um, they're fake. I mean, the one thing that scares me about Tennessee is they lost to the Jets in this kind of scenario earlier in the year when they should have won with the injury. So that's really the only reason. And I think the Chargers go and take it to the Steelers. Good for you. All right. Upset of the week. Mac is going to take the Lions at Cleveland. Oh, God. That's a huge upset. It's 11 points? Yeah, 11 points. 11 and a half. B, who's your upset? Why wouldn't he just take the Steelers? I, that's what <laughs> I thought. I thought that was like an absolute thing. But uh, Colts in Buffalo. Mm. I like my I like my Colts, man. Don't give them the underdog shit. I love your Colts. Uh, JT runs fucking wild. Okay, Morg. Bears. <laughs> Bears beat the Ravens at home. Ooh, I love that. Good. Home dog. Home dogs. Home dogs. I love my home dogs. That's A. Shout out, Danny. I'm going to stick with the home dog theme. Dirty Birds. Falcons beat the Patriots. On Thursday night football. God, God damn it. Why would you do that? You got okay. Now I'm not betting it. Are you guys really gonna fucking question me on my upsets this year? No, that's why I said now I'm not betting it. I thought Patriots are fucking locked till this you is like said the that. first one that I'm really like it's not happening. No. Miami against the Ravens last week, you were like, You're fucking stupid. You're doing two Thursday night games in a row. <laughs> two in a row. It's not happening. Never Matt twice. Ryan is not beating Bill. I'm Bill eight Bill. and one on upsets, boys. Never twice. Never twice. Never twice. Oh, you're making me not want to bet the game though, because you 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 have been hot. I'm not gonna lie. Never. You kind of fucking irritate me, actually. Patriots are so good. All right, so that's our picks this week. I laughed because I looked at the clear eyes, full heart, can't lose segment, and B. Ramick texts today and said, "Fuck you guys. I'm not doing picks. You guys just make fun of me all the time." So he didn't turn in his picks this That's week. Fair. Soft. He said he's not doing How's, it. Let's talk about his team in fantasy then. How's he doing? Oh yeah, let's let's pull it up. Let's shit on him in some way. He is three and seven. Oh, okay. Jumped down to number nine, second to last, tied for last place. Okay. I passed his ass. I beat him two weeks in a row. Somehow we played each other two weeks in a row, and I stomped his ass out. Yeah, you, you think you're escaping the shit talking? Yeah, you're, you're, just, you're not. You guys have exactly the same amount of points scored. And the only reason is That's scary. I, I was 0-7. I'm 3-7 and 7 now because I got to play him twice. Win streak. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let me get hot. Win streak. All right. Free picks this week. I will post again. I went 3-2 three and, three and two last week. Um, 
So, I mean, I'm positive with the NFL. I continue to do that. I have a lot of picks on my sheet this week. Um, let's start with the Bills minus seven. I think they take care of business against the Colts. Packers minus two and a half. Um, my lock of the week is the Dolphins minus three. Love that. Against Joe Flacco and the Jets. No way the, the Jets win that game. Um, Eagles minus one and a half. You know, we talked about that game. Um, I like the Panthers this week minus three and a half. The Niners minus six. I like the over in the Vegas and Bengals game. Only 49 and a half right now. Um, and then give me the Chargers minus five and a half, obviously. So fade your gut. Keep fading it. Keep fading it. So, all right. That is TD Podcast, NFL, and College Football episode. Like I mentioned earlier, thank you guys for all the support. Please share this on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Like, give a review on uh, Apple or Spotify, whatever you listen on. We'll be back. Thanks for listening.